Across the UK, online and on DAB. Access all radios. Talk radio. Give it some lip. Talk radio. Well, I'm, I'm slightly thrown because James and Ash have left the studio in time and in one piece. My email to the boss must have had some impact on them. 0344 499 I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. It's, it's really tight. You know, we worked a long time on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hell, it really should be a tight. Let's try it again. <laughs> Elvis, he's a hero, he's a superstar. And I hear that Paul McCartney drives a Rolls Royce car. And Dylan sings for millions, and I just sing for free. Oh, everybody's making it big but me. And I'm still seeing them same old sleezos that I used to see. Oh, everybody's making it big for me. Everybody's making it big. Everybody's making it big for me. Everybody's making it big. Well, I've got charisma and personality. Well, how come everybody's making it big for me? Just like Bowie does And I wear the same mascara That Mick Jagger does And I even put some lipstick on That just hurt my dad mom Everybody's making it big but me I've just seen the front page of the Daily Mail. It says, it actually says, found a cure for the common cold. What? What the heck? Why was this? Why is this not um, all over? 
all of the newspapers, probably because it's, it's um, balls. Shall we have a look at it? It's in the good health section. We'll start the show in a minute. Oh uh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Oh, it's hey, flipping egg. They re- they ge- no, they genuinely have found a cure for the common cold. It's a simple nasal spray that really works. They say. So we went to med- meet the medical team to discover how they cracked a cure for the common cold. Well, they actually have cured the common cold. That, and that's not even a joke. Dressed in a pristine lab coat, the scientist snaps on a pair of surgical gloves and purposefully approaches the young man sitting in front of him. He puts a quick squirt of spray up the volunteer's nostril and the work is done. This is what, not what the show was going to be, but it's what the show is. And that's what counts. Now all there is to do is watch and wait. It might not sound cutting-edge, but it is, for in this slightly shabby Victorian building in Paddington, researchers could... So it's gone from they have to could be on the cusp of a breakthrough. The innocuous-looking liquid being sprayed up the young man's nose is a potential... Ah! Vaccine, that's not a cure. To prevent the common cold. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought when it said on the front page, found a cure for the common cold, go to good health section. And it says it's a simple nasal spray that really works how they cracked a cure for the common cold. I thought they'd actually found an excuse me for being dumb, a cure for the common cold. They haven't. These are the key words. Could potential vaccine prevent oh oh should we read on yes this is mainstream media at its worst now, if they're lying to you right about um having found a cure for the common cold what else are they lying to you about Donald Trump thinks there might be a connection between humans and climate change. What? Lies. Everybody, everywhere, is telling you lies. Everything is a lie, dear listener. The inoculator, it's been shown to work in mice and rats... stopping them becoming infected with the common cold, and it's being tested on humans. A cure for the common cold is one of medicine's holy grails. Well, according to the front page of the newspaper, they found it. That's what you said, Lucy Elkins, who's, com- who's done this special report. Special, because it's a complete load of bullshine. The blooming fella, David Adair, on... Howard Hughes, the unexplained show at the weekend, who was talking about how he'd made a jet propulsion engine when he was nine or something, was speaking more truth than this. It's a lie. It's something that's eluded scientists for decades, partly because there isn't just one virus that can cause colds. In fact, there are around 200. 
That makes it very hard to find a vaccine that would work against them all or a treatment that would work for them all, says Peter Openshaw, a professor of experimental medicine at Imperial College London, who spent the past 30 years researching colds. How's that research going, Peter? 30 years, and what have you got? A thing that might prevent colds in mice. I don't think mice even get colds, do they? Have you ever heard a mouse sneeze? I've heard a cat sneeze. I think that's more dust-based. Never heard a dog sneeze. I've heard a horse sneeze. And that's it. Here we go. Right, remember the front page. Found a cure for the common cold. The inner page. It's a simple nasal spray that really works. How they cracked a cure for a cold, right? Professor Openshaw says, talking about a, a, a vaccine, which isn't a cure, by the way. It's not a cure. He's talking about a vaccine. And he says, but I really think we're on the verge of finding it. I really do. Oh. Everything is a lie. Everything. Everything is a lie, man. Don't you see this? Everything is a lie. Professor Openshaw heads a team that's testing the new spray vaccine, Syngem, produced by a Dutch biotechnology company. They're waiting to see if uh, the 36 volunteers... um, Produce antibodies. Oh, for goodness sakes. And I bet somewhere... I've literally just picked this up. I've not even read it. I bet somewhere somewhere in here... A mouse that's 18 months old is the equivalent to 70 years in human terms. What? <laughs> somewhere in there it will say that we're, we're about 20 years off of it. So it's... um, Everything, dear listener, is a lie. I am a lie. This show is a lie. Uh, the news... Um, the newspapers, the news on television, the radio, everything you see and hear is a lie. So where do you go now you know that? Where do you go with that? You can't go anywhere with that. Robin Ince, right, he's a comedian, right? And I used to work with him a long time ago, and he's, he said some very nice things about me recently in The Big Issue. He's um, did a very nice review. Me and John Cooper Clark reviewed in the same column. I was thrilled. Um, he was uh, was talking about possibly coming to see a show that I was doing on Sunday, and they didn't come. And so I checked his Twitter timeline, and he's gone off Twitter. He has um, switched off from Twitter, and he's written a, a blog, which I, I sped read, and I'm going to read it after the show um, tonight, actually, when I get home. I'll, I'll, I'll read it properly in bed. But the the basic, and if I've got this wrong, I apologise. I was going to invite him on to talk about it, actually. I might still do that. Um, but the basic the, the premise that I took from it is, the, the reason he's left Twitter, is because everything gets jumbled on there. Everything gets jumbled and misunderstood and misinterpreted. And it's easy to attack it's easy to attack and be mean on there. Everything you know is a lie, dear listener. I agree with him on that. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. If I didn't have live shows and things that I wanted you to come to, I would be off Twitter without a moment's hesitation. And part of me 
is 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 envious of Robin Ince, and he's left. I think um, um, he's left unhappy. It's not a oh, I've come to this 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 startling realization. I'm going to uh, uh, drop Twitter. He's left unhappy. He's left with burnt fingers. Right. So I'm not jealous of that. But I'm jealous, and I'm not gone. I'm not checked his Twitter feed. He may well have gone back. This was Saturday night. Who knows what happens? Um, uh, but I'm jealous. If he has made that decision, he compared it to quitting smoking, and he said that it, 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 he used to smoke, and then he quit, and then he started smoking, and then he quit, and then he started smoking, and the last time he quit, he hasn't smoked for six years, and he's going to try and employ, employ the same uh, worldview on Twitter. I agree with it, man. Twitter and Facebook and newspapers and news on the radio and news on the television is like nicotine, man. It's like crack, man. It's like brown. You just got to keep checking in there. Just got to keep checking in there. And it's all connected. Everything is connected. To um to uh to what end? What purpose does it serve? I don't know. I have no conclusion as to where I'm going with this. I'm just kind of saying the stuff that is coming out of my mouth. Everything you know is a lie, dear listener. Everything you think you know about me is a lie. It's a lie. Everything. Oh three four 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 nine nine. 1,000 is the telephone number. Um, where am I going with this? I'm going nowhere with it. There is, there is no conclusion. We're a work, we are all works in progress. It's a marathon, not a sprint. I love that line. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, wouldn't it be wonderful if, and I said this before, if they closed down the internet for a week, they closed down the internet for a week. Wouldn't that be awesome? A better man than me would um, conduct some kind of experiment where they went off grid for a month. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. But doesn't it sound delicious? Doesn't it sound seductive? Doesn't it sound sexy to not have your phone buzzing away in your pocket with the latest news update? Or you constantly checking Twitter and Facebook to see what the hell other people think about a picture that you posted? Jeez! Everything you know is a lie, dear listener. With that in mind... I invite you to phone up and speak your truth or speak your lie or speak whatever it is you want to speak. This is a phone-in show unlike any other phone-in show for two reasons. First of all, we don't sit here and tell you what you can talk about. I don't sit here and tell you what you can talk about. I've just sat here and spouted complete and utter bollocks for 15 minutes. And you know what? It's all right. It's all right. No other radio show will let you phone in about anything you want to phone in about. 0344 499 1000. And it's also unlike any other uh, phone in radio show because the host is probably going mental. Actually, probably going proper mental. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Just on the... Uh, I'm not going to go mental tonight. I'm not going to smear, you know, stuff all over. But proper... Just clinging there by my fingernails. Imagine that. 
Maybe I will go proper mental tonight. We don't know. We just don't know. But with that in mind, you're allowed to call in now. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee. Unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Let's go to Paul. Evening, Paul. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Paul. My heart has been beating like a drum. Why is that, Paul? Well, waiting to talk to you. Well. It's been banging. Boom. Billa bang, billa boom. Feels like you feel alive, huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm alive tonight. Yeah. Have you yeah. seen... Um, um, and, and do, you know, do you know what I thought it was? Because that's it. With digital radio, can't get talk sport, uh, talk radio. Oh. So I've had to Google the number yeah. and then ring you up. And then I thought I was on one of them things where you keep, like a joke thing, you know what I mean? Like, like um, they've put me through, but I've not really been through because it was like a, a thing. Have you done a deep... Retune of your DAB. Yeah, it's a bit old. Not me. It's a bit dilapidated. Well, you need to get a new one then, Paul. Hmm. What you got for us? Um. Right. What I want to talk to you about is, I want national radio flower. Right. It's my wife. That makes it feel a bit more homely when she walks in and gets another drink, and it feels like I'm talking just on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. So what I want to talk to you about is um, people are always smiling. Are they? What, what, what? No, no. People, people that smile all the time. Yeah. Irritate me. Irritate me. Well, who's who's smiling all the time? Um, lunatics. Uh, I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think they are. Because what's wrong with being unhappy? Right. I, I worked on Victoria Centre in Nottingham on the roof, and I used to go into the into centre, whatever it is, whatever they call them now. They're all the same, aren't they? These shopping places. Yes, shopping centres. Right? Yes, shopping centres. Shopping centres. That's the word I'm looking for. Yes, shopping centres. Right, and there's this big gaggle of people, and yeah. they're all scuttling about. It. They're all crazy, aren't they? Running them down and. Big gaggle of people, and and then I seen this sign, and it said, um, "We have uh, local media around here, or whatever it is." And it says, "Please smile, because you know you you could be being filmed." Yeah, and I thought I don't want to smile. I'm not feeling like smiling today. Why don't? They like filming people who aren't smiling. Because, do you know why, Paul? And it ties in beautifully with what I was saying at the start. Everything is a lie. Yeah, you've wound me up with that, you see. You've got me... That's why my heart's beating like a drum. Everything is a lie, including they only want smiley people on television. Yeah, but you see... Because I've been listening to you for ten minutes like that, you I've got more irate. Yes, I bet you My have. Heart is, yeah, I've had a lot of drugs here. So, 
I've had a few drugs. What? What? And t- alcohol and things. Tonight? And, yeah. What? So. Oh, God. What drugs yeah. have you had tonight? Uh. Well, you know, this and that. A few prescription drugs to help me with back. They are also an antidepressant, so that don't really. Oh, go I, well. for a second, I thought you meant street drugs. Yeah, I've had some of them as well. Oh, could I say that? I'm going to get arrested. You know, you get arrested, yeah, but what? Come bursting through my door. So hang on. So you're on painkillers, antidepressants, and street drugs? No, no, no. The 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 they give me antidepressants for the back pain. Right. But the. An antidepressant, which makes me feel even worse. Well, what other? Well, hang on a minute. You can't. What other drugs are you taking then that you've bought off some bloke in a pub? Oh, just a bit of cannabis. Okay. Well, just, just I've had, I've had, a, I've had a few. Um, you know. Yeah, it works here. Come on, for goodness' sake! I've had a couple of. Uh, get an echo in my ear off my phone. I hate that. I've had a, I've had a couple. Of, he rolls on. He goes a bit mad with it. Do you know what I mean? It's sent me a bit mad tonight. Because he puts a lot in. There's no need for that, is there? I only have a little bit, but. But why? He was why, doing them. Why are you smoking that rubbish? Uh, just relaxes me. Helps with the pain as well. We're back. But um, doesn't the the painkiller? Don't the the well, hang on antidepressants to 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 stop the pain in your back. Yeah, it's on Tripoli. It's it's a nerve nerve um well, nerve you know um, shenanigans. Um I, I, I do suspect that a significant percentage of my listeners are stoned at the moment. I don't I don't encourage it. I don't I haven't smoked dope for years and years and years. No, yeah. Don't um, blame you. No, it, it's uh, it's it, 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 it's a waste of money, man. It's only a ten a week, Ian. Oh, in that case, you go, you go, uh, you go for your, you go nuts then. Yeah, I don't go mad on it. I'm confused as to why you've called in, because but, you were angry. No, no, no. Uh, that, that, that's what we've gone. Like I say, people are always smiling. That that was my point, and I've gone past that. We've gone past that now, haven't we? Yeah. People that people. I used to watch a football player who plays Leicester City called David Nugent, and he was always smiling. And I wonder why he was always smiling. But, so, I mean, I know you don't like sport, but I think people that are always smiling are basically taking. Um, well, they're very happy, but why are they so happy? Why are you so unhappy? Uh, well, I don't know. So I am really. Sometimes I'm all right. Sometimes. Well, I don't have an answer to that. No, I think I think um, yeah, I have, I'm not. You know, I don't think I'm really unhappy this evening. I'm sort of okay. Well, Paul, um, you've called into a what I think is going to be a very very weird show this evening. Hmm. Well, it's going to be a weird one. To that. Well, yeah, um, you, I, you've helped. You've helped shape. The weird yeah. tone of it, which is good. Yeah. I don't know what to make about that statement, but I would like to say I, I'm a nervous person, so I would never have the I would never have the guts to ring you up unless I'd pride myself with lots of drugs and alcohol. Well, okay, now you have said something interesting because um 
so uh, Dutch courage then? Oh God, yeah, definitely, yeah. But imagine yeah. doing something bold without having uh, a chemical um, in you to give you false courage. Yeah, I've done that as well. Well, exactly, yeah. and you could do it again. Yeah, I've jumped out of planes in, but I was in a rear of my life. I used to jump out of planes. Well, what's changed That's between... That's a scary moment. That's scary. That is... And that was sober. What's changed between the guy that jumped... The Paul that jumped out of aeroplanes and the Paul that's too scared to phone up some has-been on the radio and so he has to get drunk and stoned to do it? Um... No, I won't call you an has-been. I, th- I think you're all right. I think no, you're no, no. pretty good. I'm, I'm calling myself that. Oh, right, OK, that's all right. Then call yourself what you want. That's your happy. Um, it just, just, it's, a, it's, a slow, it's a slow downward slide, isn't it? You know, it's like Interfere. It's like a slow... It doesn't happen overnight. It's like a, a miserable slide. Like a miserable slide. And you just go down it and you just and and you get stuck in a rut and then you just plummet into it. <laughs> you just and, and then you just think, life. Oh no, everything's okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't you know, I'm a, I'm all right. I'm bringing you up on, I'm talking to you. Hey Paul, you know you're gonna die one day, yeah? Yeah, and you know what? Sometimes I think that might be a good thing. Mm, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. I think I think what are people? Go, what are people? You're going to be. You're going to be. You're going to be peaceful, aren't you? I mean, look, here's another thing as well. While we're talking about dying, here we go. We're having uh, a stone. What, we're having a stone conversation, I'm, and I'm not even stoned. This is great. No, no. I'm just going to bring something up here yeah. about that. Um, Jana Geezer interfered with all them children. Who, right? What? 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 what, what ge- uh, well, Jana. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that Jana Geezer. Right. Okay. Right, and then, but he. he he went, um, he died. He got away with it. Savile got away got, with it. He got away with it. He got away with it. He got away with it. Yeah, we go, yeah. you see. Don't take drugs, kids. Thank you, Paul. It's going to be a weird show tonight because my head is feeling a little bit fizzy and, 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 and that's the kind of caller that we're getting, which is great. Which is great. 0344 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. It's going to be one of those nights, kids. Yes, James. Oh, hi. Hi, James. How you doing? How's it going, fella? Yeah. Hip, hip, hip. Walnut cake. What? Walnut cake. Thank you. You you read my mind. <laughs> How's it going, mate? I went for another uh, run at the gym today, James. Uh, every time I try and run, I fall over. <laughs> I, I suggest you're doing something wrong. No, I've got no balance whatsoever. Why? Where's your balance gone, man? Oh, I ain't got a clue. Yeah, I'm signing up to let you know I've got some good news. I'm in a house now. Come on! I'm making it. Really? Yeah. How have you angled this? You've been living in a tent for 20 years. Oh, I know. I went wandering with the dogs. Yeah. As I do during the day. Yeah. And I see a little leaflet on an empty house window. So DSS accepted, no deposit. Yeah. Build them up. Moved in yesterday. Hang on a minute. And whereabouts is this house? This is in Shieldings. 
And are you allowed to take the dogs in? Yep, because it's got a garden. Mate, this is insane. Hang on, oh, when no. was the last time you lived in a house? Oh, about 15, 18 years ago. Is it not going to be weird? Well, I'm sitting here on a roll mat. I've got my little radio, and I'll speak to you on the phone. I've got electricity. Wow. I've got a toilet, a kitchen, little front room, little bedroom. Sorted. I'm made up, mate. Well, I'm made up for you as... Um... Well, I'll do is find a job now. That's it. Well, this is... James, this is actually brilliant news. It really is, mate. Seriously, I'm... Totally made up. I'm in a house over Christmas, and I had the house for Christmas for 15, 18 years. Um, what kind of job are you going to go for? Anything I can get. I would shovel horse poo if I got paid for it. Well, mate, you're a good man, James. You have a good soul. Well, not really, but yes. Well, no, no, you do. From the, I'm the, in a house. Yeah. Two dogs have got a roof over their heads. I can let them out in the back garden, take them out for walkies and all that. <laughs> take them out for walkies. People still yeah. say walkies. That was um, that, that was um, uh, Bar- uh, Barbara Woodhouse, wasn't it? you remember that? Oh, yes. Walkies! No, but I've got one that's eight years old and one that's seven and a half. And as soon as you mention walkies, there you go. I've got one of them is um, a German Shepherd, and she runs up the door, past the door handle, yes. and flies herself along the corridor. Well, um, are you, is it a shared house? Um, no, it's it's what? a house. There's a flat upstairs, yeah, and I've got the flat downstairs in the garden. Well, this is this is this is brilliant, James. I, I, I'm I'm speechless in a in a world of um, bad news. Um, this is brilliant. Where I am up in the north, there are so many empty properties. Yeah, yeah. And I just managed to find one one day that. Uh, and it only an took number. fifteen years. Oh no. Well, that's a long old time, but mm-hmm. it was a laugh. Been there and done it. Don't, don't do it. No, it's a laugh. As no, long as you don't go on a drugs, you don't go on a drink. No, it's a giggle. No, but sleeping no, in a tent with times. sleeping in a tent. Did the dog sleep in the tent with you? Yep, they had their oh, no, own no, 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 no. duvet on the. Floor. No, I couldn't and sleep. And sleeping bag. No, no. I had my own sleeping bag, and I had one of them, you know, the front mattresses, you throw it and it puts yourself up. I had that, I had a little pit in the front of the tent to cook my food on. Well, James, um, best of luck. But now I don't, know, I don't need to do that now. Nope. I've got a house, mate. I'm really chuffed for you, mate. Thank, you, mate for, thank you for sharing that with us, James. Oh, cool. And always, you bring light to my life, mate. Well, yeah. Get out of here, James. Get out of here. That was nice, wasn't it? 0344 499 1000. Tony! 
Hello, Ian. How are you? I'm all right, Tony. What have you got for us this evening? Well, I wondered if you could help me out. Easily. A couple of weeks ago, you um, you were playing the 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 listener alphabet game. You had to phone in, um, and we went through the alphabet. Have I done Do you that remember? before? Or not? Have I done what years ago? No, it's probably about last week. Oh yeah, I remember that. I thought you said yeah. I remember yeah. that it was last week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as a result, it gave me um, a. Um, you you did a padlock game in between to help people out. Oh yeah, lock uh, poker. Yeah. Yeah. So right. Getting to the point. Please. I work in a, a care home in a dementia unit, yeah. and some people can't join in with everything. And spoken word games. Yep. Are really good. Yep. So on that night, you did the padlock game, and also you did a word association game. Uh, which I have played with my residents since. Yes. So, I was wondering if Uh-oh. you could possibly help me out, or your listeners could help out, with spoken word games. Um, yes. So, for example, um, you, your mum's in a care home, isn't she? So yeah. you know the environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the games I play, for example, I'll, 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 I'll do um, the phrase game where I'll say, when in Rome, oh. and then they'll finish it with saying, do the Romans. Do you know what I would do? If I was in a care home and you were kind enough to give your time to play that game, play that game with me. Go on, I'll be the person in the care home. You, you, you give cool. me a phrase. <clears throat> okay. Um, oh, God, I can't think now. Okay, when in Rome... When in Rome, stick it up your bum. Well, some, suddenly enough, there is a resident that does say that. That, that, that might be, it might well be me, because uh, I might have time-travelled. I, 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 I've not worked it out yet, but I might do. That's what I'd be doing. Stick it no, up your the, bum. But, but the, the weird thing is, with stuff like this, um, the, the memories are ingrained. So a couple, that has happened in the past, but mainly the, the residents do... Um, do do remember? Yeah. So, um, I also play um, famous doubles. Like if I said to you, um, tea and coffee, or what? If I said to you, strawberries and what would you say next? If I said what comes next, strawberries and up your bum. Okay. All right then. Well, that is that is also an answer that comes sometimes. <laughs> That's what I would do. Um, yes. Yeah. No. no, no I just wondered. I, I'm not that. Uh, I just wondered if you or some of your listeners might know some spoken word games. Famous animals. Yes. Lions. Oh, that's that's not that's not really a game, though, is it? Yeah. It is a game. Yes. It is a game. Yes. But... No, it isn't. Famous animals is a game. I'll play it now with Ed. Me and Ed. Right, Ed. Um, Why can't I play? Because you because it's not a game. So you said it wasn't. No, a... You said it wasn't a game, so how can you play something that's not a game, Tony? I've realised it is a game. Well, okay, right. So me, then Ed, then you. Um, Lass- <laughs> Lassie. Uh, Free Willy. We're talking about... We're, try- we're doing famous animals, Guy. not your Christmas list, Ed. <laughs> Tony? Guy the Gorilla. Um, uh, Little Willy. <laughs> Ed? Harambe. 
think of one. I'm out. Do you see? Uh, Mr. Ed. Oh, you took my one. Yeah. Um. Um. Flipper. Uh, well, odd. You're out. You're out, Tony. You're out. Skippy. Now we're playing. Sp- now we've got to play speed rounds. So you've got three seconds. One. Okay. Um, so don't help him, Catherine. One, um, two, three. You're out. Uh, no, it's, it, how can you say that's not a game, Tony? That is a game. Do you know I misheard you when you said? I thought you said just. I don't know what I thought you said. I thought you meant more like big animals, paint. Like, I didn't realise I've written that I'm writing it down. I'm writing it down. Right, Tony, listen, you keep listening to this show, baby, because we got games coming out of our bahoozie. Trust me on that one. 0344 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yes, Derek. Uh, Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Derek. Uh, it's the first time I've called you sober. Jesus, I'm having a panic. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. I know. Dutch guys, like you were saying, was it uh, last night? Well, I can't remember, tonight. <laughs> I was saying it tonight. Dutch right, courage sorry, ain't I'm, nothing. I'm no, you see, last night, um, I, I wanted to call you last night because you were talking about uh, the medication and stuff like that and how it affected you. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say... The same thing happened to me about eating and all the rest of it. And ironically, I just started a new medication a few days ago, and I was drowsy, and I didn't want to call you. So <laughs> I'm calling you now. Sorry, I'm feeling it. Well, um, yeah, the med- my meds make me put on a lot of weight. I'm wearing a shirt, and it's a shirt I've had for years, and I'm busting through it, man. But, 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 but... Uh, I, I joined a gym yesterday, I ran five kilometres yesterday, I ran five kilometres today, and then tomorrow I've got an induction with a gentleman who's going to show me some exercises I can do that will help me lose weight. I tried the same thing as you, but I was really, I wasn't the same as you, though. You said you realised no one was watching. I, I felt really self-conscious, and I've only been once. Yeah, I'm not bothered about looking like an idiot now. I, I don't I don't care. I want to lose some of this weight. And I know it's going to be really, really hard because the meds not only make me hungry, uh, mm-hmm. they um, get, don't, I, I don't know when I'm full up. I'm never f- they satiated. They make you like a dog. Huh? They, they make you like a dog. They say dogs don't have a cut-off point for eating. <laughs> I think oh. that's what Mertazapin does to. So they, well, my dog's just in spade, and they did say, oh, she'll keep, she'll just keep eating now, and, and so you, you've got to really measure how much food you give her, because she just won't, you put food in front of her, she'll eat it. Hmm. That's stupid. Oh, I get I it, though. I get it. Uh, on a later note, one of the other things I was going to call you about was, have you ever tried VR, virtual reality? Well, this is the he- the headset thing, yeah? Mm-hmm. I Well, I was, do you know what, I was on, um, this is me saying that Facebook is rubbish, and it is rubbish. I was on Facebook on my phone hmm. last night. Just, I was just bored, so I was, sat, I was looking at it on my phone, right? And there was an advert. You know, do you get adverts when you go onto Facebook? I don't use an awful lot of social media, but... Yeah, well, good for you. Suggested posts, and it was an advert, right? And it was a picture of a woman in a kitchen. <laughs> and I scrolled past it, and then I went back, and then, and then I was reading the post above it. And, it said, and as I moved my phone around, hmm. I'd moved around in the kitchen. Ooh. But it was in like a little advert, and it was oh, a woman, a woman um, f- putting caster sugar on a cake, and then I turned round, and then there was a man pouring water, and then you could look up at the floor, and you'd see him look down at the floor. It was incredible. I, well, you should try the headsets. Um, I I tried one very, 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 very briefly, um, uh, and it was. I mean, 
It was all right, but I don't really, I don't really see what the point of it is. It's very immersive. It's, well, it's very immersive, yes. Again, what's the point of it, though? <laughs> um, I don't know. See what you were saying last night about you buy things to make yourself feel better? Yeah. That's what I did. I bought the PlayStation Virtual Reality thing. And I bought a game the other week there, and I've not even opened it. I'm actually too scared to play it because the Virtual Reality freaked me out that much. <laughs> uh, so, and you bought a PlayStation? Well, I had a PlayStation anyway, but I bought the, the VR thing. What games, I... what games can you play with it? Well... Uh, there, was a, uh, there was just one, a demo called Kitchen, uh, which is from a Resident Evil game, and I couldn't even get all the way through it. It's a ki- uh, game called Kitchen? It's a, de- a demo of, of an upcoming game, and it's a horror thing, and you feel, it's utterly terrifying. Oh, that looks, that, that might be alright. Uh, here's the thing, they'll stop releasing games for that in six months' time. Tell me about it, I know. And you, how much did that cost you, 500 quid? Probably with all the bits and pieces, yeah, more. Yeah, uh, they'll stop. They'll stop releasing games for it, like they did with um, the 3D games on the PlayStation. Remember those? No, nobody no, does because no, no one bought no. them. On, on, on the original PlayStation? Huh? On which PlayStation? On and on, on any? I don't know. The, I don't know. PlayStation Three, should we say? Uh, yeah, you're, you're right. They did a couple of places. Yeah, they did. They, they did wipe out 3D and and an, a, another game, and that was it. And it's always the thing people want to sit there and watch their TV screens and play games. That's what games are. I know. I'm slightly regretting it. However, because Christmas is coming up, I could probably punt on eBay for a massive profit. <laughs> well, you you possibly could because um, well, I don't know about profit. They they had well, them in. Um, they had them in Computer Exchange two weeks ago for 500 quid, and I noticed they had one in there. Uh, uh, yesterday for about 400 quid, so Ooh. that's that's a tonne knocked off the price already. It is, that's true, but it's in high demand. Well, but then, but, but what, but, but, but everyone will, <laughs> yeah, it's in high demand, but everyone will go, yeah, it's rubbish. Well, most people have tried it to impress, but I don't know, it's a novelty, wears off. <laughs> I think novelty wears off. I just want to sit there on my sofa with a, a control pad, um, lit- literally twiddling my thumbs over over a, c- a control pad. That's what I want to do. I'm watch it on the telly. You're right. I did feel like a bit of a catchy tip. Yeah, that I just did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Waving my hands about sitting on my living room, you know. Yeah, well, <laughs> these 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 things um, these things happen. Um, thank you, Derek. You're welcome. Thank Cheers, you. my dears. Bye bye. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's go to Alan. Evening, Alan. Hey, hey, hey. What kind of cake? Lemon drizzle. There was flambatter the cake. What you got for us, Cads? I've got a joke to start off tonight. Oh, now. Think long and hard, right, about whether you want to tell this joke or not, because... It's clean. I get very angry with people who tell me jokes. Because I don't find jokes funny, right? So, in relation to your call with Paul. Okay. But, no. Because instantly, you're not, you're not listening. To, are you listening to what I'm saying? Yes, I am. Well, I haven't told the joke yet. No. You were, you were about to, weren't you? No, but I stopped myself. No, I stopped you. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Imagine, I come into the office early sometimes, and there are people here. And some of these people tell me jokes. I've got a joke for you, Ian. 
why would I want to hear that? Instantly, I'm tensing up. Because is the onus... Maybe. Because the onus is then on me, right? Either... I've, I've got to play out one of, one of several set roles. I've either got to laugh, and it'll be a fake laugh, because I don't think jokes are funny. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to do the, oh, that was terrible thing. Or the the role that I like to employ the most, but is the least socially acceptable, is just to stand there, blank face. Doesn't really work for the radio, does it? Well, it, I think it conveys quite well on on the radio. Um, if only what, on Periscope. What I'm no no no. I just, just, what are you talking about? Face pulling works on the radio as well. Of course it does. If you're a decent radio host, which I happen to be. Um. So it, I think that the telling of jokes puts a lot of unfair, undue pressure on the person who's being told the joke to. Because I guarantee now, Alan, what you're about to tell me is not funny. Well, let's see. Wow. See, I pulled a face then and that worked on the radio. And I haven't even told a joke yet. Uh, exactly. Good dealers have released a new cleaning product recently. It's called Dope on a Rope. Now, let's 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 analyse that. Where did you hear the joke from? I just thought of it just now. You wrote it. I did. Don't open with it. Um, so I, I heard your call report yeah. talking about drugs. Yes, I thought maybe good to crack a joke. Well, and how what? you feel? How do you feel about that idea now? Wasn't one of my best jokes. No, wasn't one of your best ideas. Um, dope on a rope. Explain it. Oh, it's, it's meant to be a pun of soap on a rope. Right. When? When was the luck? Can you name to the nearest? Decade, the last time you saw soap on a rope. This was the way back to the nineteen seventies. Yeah, before I was born. Yeah, so 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 forty years. So the 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 the, the punchline, the the subject matter of your joke, pretty much stopped existing about thirty five years ago. Right. Most people... Ed, have you ever heard of soap on a rope? Have you seen a soap on a rope? No, he's heard of it. He's not seen it. What about Kath? Well, Kath's from up north, and they probably... I I imagine, I imagine, and no disrespect, that um, at least three people in Catherine's family will be getting soap on ropes this Christmas. (laughs) Um, So, it's a punchline about... Also, why would drug dealers be... Because dope. Yeah, but why would they be experimenting with cleaning products? It was a career change. Oh, you, well, you didn't make that clear. No, because you didn't give me a chance to analyse the I gave you every. I gave you every chance I to do it. come up with a new career in cleaning products. They've come up. Well, why have they? Well, hang on a minute. Is it a new career? If it's a new career, why would it be? Why would they have dope? Because it's leftover dope from 
when they used to be a drug dealer. So they've stopped dealing drugs. Yeah. And they've gone. I don't know what. Now, now we've stopped dealing drugs. We should get into cleaning products. They're one step ahead of the law. What made them think cleaning products was the way hygiene. to go? Hmm? We were thinking of personal hygiene. Because the drug dealers that I knew, they were a bit whiffy. They're a bit what? Whiffy. Whiffy, the drug dealers you knew. Yeah. So, they, so okay, so they, they thought, right, we're going to stop dealing drugs. And get ourselves cleaned up. Get ourselves cleaned up, and we're going to incorporate our cleaning ourselves up into a business. Yeah. But we're also going to incorporate drugs into it. Dope. To get, to get rid of a surplus. Where do, they get, where do they find the rope? That's the thing. It's dissolvable rope. They cut the rope and they get the nose and they do what they normally do when they have dope. Smoke it. How do you think that call went, Alan? On a scale of one to ten, be honest. A zero. Thanks for calling, Alan. Thank you. Bye-bye. Um, I think the telling of jokes should be... Um, should be outlawed, man. It's just, it's just so much pressure on the people that are listening to the jokes. Because you've got... I, 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 okay, here's my vow to you. My vow to thee, right? From now on, whenever anyone tells me a joke, unless it makes me actually makes me laugh out loud, which it won't because they don't, um, I'm just going to stand there and, and just, you know blank faced I'm going to do that someone tells me a joke I'm just going to stand there alright you thought it was worth you thought it was worth saying those words out loud to me did you unbelievable across the UK online and on DAB talk radio we have ways of making you talk talk radio you think you've got problems I'm considering trying a new hairdresser out tomorrow Oh, man. You don't want to know how stressed that makes me. 0344 499 1000. We have an empty switchboard. Call now. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Here's a message from the Haters Club. Dedicated to the one I
So, I think I'm going to try something tomorrow that I would never, under normal circumstances, do. I'm going to try a new hairdresser tomorrow. I'm going to try a new hairdresser tomorrow. I'll tell you why. It's to save myself £14 a month. Not massive amount of money, but it all adds up, doesn't it? It all adds up, doesn't it? It all adds up. All these little things you pay out every month, you add it all together, you get 150 quid a month on Netflix and hair and... So, I'm... I'm I'm going to do an experiment. and, and I, I'm going to do an experiment in the place where I go. Basically, where I get my hair cut, 29 quid, right? And they do an amazing job. Joe does an amazing job. She's brilliant. Then I go and get my beard trimmed somewhere else for a tenner. It's 29 pounds, right? Um, no, 39 pounds altogether. Thank you. Um, blimey. But... If I go to the place where they trim my beard, they'll do my hair and my beard for £25. A saving of £14. So, it's a punt, right? It's a punt. If it doesn't work, and the haircut is bad, okay, well then we won't go there again. If it does work, and the haircut is good then I've got real problems. Because I've been going to Joe for like the last couple of years and she's brilliant. And I quite often talk to her husband about stuff. And I I know I see their little girl. She's often there because the time I go, little girl's there from school at 12, I think she's 11 or 12. So I feel, I feel like I'm cheating on, my hairdresser, do you know what I mean? I feel naughty. And also, and here's the thing, here's the thing. Last time I was in there getting my beard trimmed, someone someone saw me. Someone from Joe's hairdressers saw me. And I feel terrible. But 14 quid a month is 14 quid a month. Now that I'm spending 20 quid a month on this flipping gym, I want to try and equal out the balance, if at all possible. Nigel, you're through to James Whale. Hello? You're through to James Whale. Oh, hi, hi, James. Yes, Nigel, what do you want? No, it's not James Whale. <laughs> I got it wrong. It's not, it's Ian. I know it's you. But you phoned up to speak to... You says on my well, screen... Well, James was on after ten, at the same time as you. Yeah, he's on now. Yep. But, but you're on. Yeah, exactly, but he's on now. He's broadcasting on FM and I'm broadcasting on DAB. In the same same studio? No, 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 he's in the next studio next door. Yeah, that's what I mean, in the same block. We're in the, bu- so same it's in the same. We're in the same block. Yeah, in the same building. The same block. Yeah. Mm, the same block, yeah. I was talking about building. that, but I, 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 so I can't ring... Is it a different number to speak to him, then? It, no, it's the same number, Yeah. but it's a 50-50 chance mm. as to which show you get through to and oh, un- un- yeah. unlucky yeah. for me yeah you got through to this one uh right it's okay yeah sure um i want to wish you a very happy christmas when it comes anyway well why don't you do that when it comes well, well it's not it's only three weeks <laughs> sorry 
about three weeks, isn't it? Or um, less than that, it's but... it's over four. No, my mum said it was three weeks. Right. The oh. date today is the twenty second of November. Yeah. What date is Christmas? Um, I've forgotten. <laughs> I've forgotten. But anyway, I've got my. Well, no, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. What I've got date? My presents already. What date is Christmas Day? Uh, I can't remember. Sorry, my mind's mixed up at the moment. I probably do know, but um. Just think, just but think. Anyway. No, just just think, right? Mm. Christmas Day. Mm. It's on the. It's not like Easter, which is all over. It's the end the of the month, isn't it? It's on the same day mm. every year. Just before the beginning of the other month. Mm. <laughs> what date <laughs> is Christmas Day? Well, you tell me. It you changes t- every year, though. No, it, day, no, it, it? no, it doesn't. Christmas Day. Uh, uh, I thought it changed every year. No, that's Easter. Oh. Christmas Day. What day? What? So, what month is Christmas Day in? I can't think at the moment. Wow. <laughs> but I do. I obviously must know. Wow. I, um. But anyway, that's not what I called up about. No, I'm. Ge- I'm really. I've. I've. Um. I've. I've. I have completely underestimated the severity of the situation, mm. Nigel. I have yeah. completely, and I, and this is, this is genuine, right? This is not even, you, you know what I'm saying, but I genuinely apologise to you, Nigel, because I completely misread the situation. Mm. Uh, you've sent me a message on Facebook asking me yeah. to send you a cheque for £60, the £60 no, pounds uh, I owe you. Uh, oh, well, I wasn't going to speak out in private. Uh, I was going to keep it private, but no, anyway. No, uh, when, when I, it, when I mm. can find... Uh, it, hopefully I will find mm. my chequebook this weekend. I haven't written a cheque for about... July. <laughs> sorry? July. What month... Uh, January, sorry, January. What month is Christmas in? Well, it was the same month it's always in. Yeah, which is? Um, you tell me and I, I'll remember. I can't remember at the moment. So you don't know the date? You I don't... do know, but I do, I, I'm all confused at the moment. I genuinely apologise. I but totally I miss... The thing is, I never... And, until the time comes, I don't think about it because of losing friends, my dad and everything. And oh. it's, um, I try not to think of the date. Did you, you understand what I mean? Did you lose your dad over Christmas? Um, no, but I always uh, miss him over Christmas because right, I was course. very close to my dad. Yeah, of course you and, were. And uh, I try not to think of particular dates. Right. That's the reason. What I'm going to do, Nigel, mm. is I'm going to write you a cheque for the £60 mm. I owe you this weekend. Sure, yeah. And I'm going to um, um, speak to my friend Glenn, and I'm going to get him to remove our tracks from iTunes, OK? And I know right. you don't want me to, but I think it's probably for the best. Yes. Yeah, I think it's probably well, you, for the um, best. You don't think much more money's going to come in anyway? No more money will come in. It'll be one of those songs mm. that would have had a big burst in the first couple of weeks and then it would have stopped completely. If any more money comes, has come in since we got the last figures, I will, of course, forward your share on to you. Um, I owe mm. um, Dan £90 and I owe Barry £30 and then we're mm. all quits. Mm. So I thought that... Um Thing on, the, you on Facebook, I didn't think it was the real Ian it, Lee. It was. Sometimes it's not, is it? No. You know, sometimes yeah. you get people making out. Yeah. Um, so, so I wasn't quite sure whether I was talking to you or somebody else. Yeah, no, that was that was definitely me that you've been talking mm. well, that's to. Well, it's good, because I it's thought... It's good it to was, talk. But you, I, you, you, you said, uh, send, you told me to send uh, a message. You, you said send a message, so I did. Good job, good job I did, then, so I wouldn't have known, would I, without asking. Well, um, but, yeah, mm. but you you, you 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 didn't accept my friend's request. You, you blocked. I can't send any more videos, can I? No, 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 no. I don't. I don't mm. use Facebook like mortals. Mm. Mm. 
But it doesn't really matter because you can always see them on my post anyway if you wanted to. There's no need to put them everywhere. Nigel, can I ask you a question that yeah, may be yeah. too big for you to comprehend, but it's something that's been concerning me, and what the hell, we're having a, a friendly conversation, mm. right? Yeah. Do you mind? Pardon? Do you mind if I ask you a question? No. no. Do you ever think about the future? Um... Uh, well, I try not to too much. No, no, I don't think you should think too much. Well, the president is not going very well, is it? So, you, do you, do you worry about the future? Uh, uh, no, I don't actually. No, no, okay. no. I try. To, I'll take one day at a time. But, yeah, okay. But the, but I do. Think, yeah, I do think about the future. But I, I, I what I, do you I, see I think, your future being? Um, okay, I think really. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Hope so, anyway. Yeah, I hope so too. But uh, I, um, there's a lot of obstacles to overcome, isn't there? Really different, you know, for things like what? What obstacles? Well, going you out, going out, being able to go out properly and stuff. Why? Why can't? Can you not well, go out I properly now? Because I, I, I suffer from having trouble to go out. Well, since my dad died, actually, I have to take you know certain antidepressant tablets before I can go out. May I ask how long ago your dad passed away? It's 25 years now. Wow, gosh. I'm yeah. sorry to hear that, man. It's, it's still, it still seems like yesterday to me, though. I'm sure it does. Dad's, mm. Dad and, and son's relationships mm. are very special. Well, he used to take me on gigs when I was a professional drummer. Every, yeah. And I worked seven days a week before I got a car. Then I did drive myself afterwards. Did you drive? Uh, I passed my test first time, yeah. Oh, that's uh, true. Uh, BSM, I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did it with BSM, British School of Motoring. But this, they were—they weren't so fussy uh, twenty years ago. <laughs> they're, they're much more harder to pass now. When was the last time you drove a car? Uh, um, it was only about ten years ago, I think. Now, yeah, yeah. because I, was, I got rid of a car because I couldn't keep it on the road. It's yeah. expensive yeah. to keep it on the road, isn't it? Well, if you see James, tell him hi from uh, hi from me. I will do, Nigel. All right, and, nice, um, to, nice to talk to you, mate. I'm sure it. He uh, might be thinking of me. So. Well, all right, Nigel, well, take care. Well, he probably hear me on. <laughs> yeah. All right, Nigel, bye-bye. Yeah, uh, speak, to you, speak to you soon. But, uh, yeah, God bless Ian. Bye-bye. Th- thank you, Nigel. Um, I completely, completely misread that situation with Nigel. Completely. He doesn't know what, not only what date Christmas falls on, what month it falls in. I um, was genuine in my apology to him there, and I apologise to you, dear listener. Um, I completely underestimated the situation, and um, uh, I need to re- we need to regroup as a team and rethink about um, not how we take Nigel's calls. We still take Nigel's calls, but I need to. Um, completely rethink my strategy there because uh um there's a lot more going on than i had um and i I'm, i pride myself on being able to spot things pretty well and i, I didn't there and i dropped the ball there uh michael you'll be up next oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand this is talk radio late night ian lee unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on talk radio we have ways of making you talk david (laughs) david just tweeted me the show is very odd first time i've ever listened (laughs) they're not um they're not all like this david i'm 
barely clinging on. Uh, and it, it's just a weird, it's just a weird vibe. I'm not feeling very well, and and I don't know if um, that's having an impact on the listeners, or or I don't know what's going on. Anyway, for David and um, any other new listeners we may have, it is a phoning show, unlike any other. You can call in any time about anything you want, and you can pick up on what other people have said. You can pick up on what I've been saying. Or you can just phone in and, you know, say the show is rubbish or you talk about anything. The only rule I've got, and I, I, I like this rule. I don't know. I, I, I'm not a big fan of rules, but I like this one. I think this is a good one. You're not allowed to call in about Trump or Brexit unless you have something new and unique to bring to the conversation. That's it. Because right? I'm, I'm a big fan of, of phone in radio and speech based radio. And um, they've just done both of those topics to death. And the whole thing about um, Trump suggesting that Farage should be an ambassador, it just feel, I mean, it was another day of, of, of all of that going on. Ignore the fact that, that Trump isn't going to prosecute um, Hillary Clinton like a promise. Ignore the fact that he's now saying that maybe we are responsible for climate change. Ignore all that. He's, he's, he wants to give a racist a really good job that isn't his to give. Um, and it's just, it's just been another day, another day of um, phone-ins about that. And I think you're better than that, dear listener. I think you deserve better than that. And I do think that given the choice, you'll um, you'll respond to other things. Now, I've gone completely the opposite way, and I don't sit here and tell you what to talk about. Um, I could do, and it would make my life a million times easier, but um, I'm keen to try a little experiment. While I have the room to try a little experiment, and you know, we've been taken over and we're going to move studios at some point, and maybe that room will not always exist. It might exist. The new bosses might go, yeah, we love this. We love this weird thing we can't define that does all right in the ratings, but not brilliantly. We love it. Or they might not, you know, and, and uh, d- d- they're the bosses and we've got to do what the bosses say. But at the moment, we're just trying a little experiment where we don't really talk about anything. 0344 499 1000. Um, Dave has uh, said tonight's show is the natural conclusion to the chaos that was 2016. Well, <laughs> well, um, Michael. Oh, good evening, Ian. I've got a couple of weird, bizarre things to talk about here. Go right. on. The first one is Nana's. The things I remembered about me Nana. Yeah. Um, she's been gone now for about 30 years, but when me Nana was like, alive, I remember me Nana, she used to always wear headscarves because everybody's Nana used to wear a headscarf, right? Yeah. And another thing that me Nana used to do was when I was a little Ben and I used to get chocolate out of my face, yeah. she used to always have a tissue in her pocket and yeah, she used yeah. to always lick the tissue and wipe your face oh, with mums, the Oh, mums would do that, yeah. And, and, and it, their, their spittle smelt funny, didn't it? I it did. I mean, that's what me Nana used to do. That's when we used to get chocolate Easter egg on my face and that. I mean, Nana used to always carry it in our penny for imperial white mints. You know, the imperial mints. What was the thing? My mum used to do this, right? They would. She would have a tissue, but she'd uh-huh. shove it up her sleeve. Uh, so she had a jumper on or a cardi, and she put the uh-huh. tissue up her sleeve. So that meant that for the seventies and the most of the eighties, my mum was walk- walking around with dirty tissues up her sleeve, touching her skin, touching her bare flesh. That's strange. Uh-huh. That's a strange thing to be doing. 
Exactly. And like I say, mine and I, you know, like with our pinny for, she's always wear a pink, like, checky pinafore. And in our front pocket, she used, to, she used to always have, like, the white imperial mints all the time. Oh, I and I used to go there, like, popping that. She, you know, pop she used to always have in the house all the time, which I couldn't stand. Yeah. Ginger beer. I couldn't stand the stuff. She used to always order ginger beer from the pop man. Oh, I, I, could, I couldn't drink ginger beer. My, my nan, my nan was a bit more street. She had Tizer. We had Tizer when I was growing up. That was a good drink. That was a solid drink. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Just funny things you remember about your nana. And I just hey, there's a thing. Anyway, you there's, you reminded me. There's a story in one of the papers, right? Listen, about fizzy Hi. pop. You'll like this. All right. Um, where is it? Page six. Oh, we go. Teenagers have enough fizzy drinks a year to fill a bath. Is that all? When in the 70s and 80s, that's all we had was fizzy pop. We had our whites, oh. lemonade and Tizer. Uh-huh. Well, my favourite was, um, do, you, do you remember um, Dandelion Burdock? Oh, I never, liked, I never liked that. That was a disgusting drink. And sarsaparilla. We used to get sarsaparilla. That was quite nice, that pop. That was all right. Vim, Vimto was quite nice. Aye. Uh, um, did you know that Vimto is a bit of useless information? Yeah, Vimto was actually invented in Lancashire. Apparently, uh, why are you telling me that? Was... Pardon? Why? Why are you telling me that? Oh, it's just a useless information fact go. that I remember that Vimto was invented in Lancashire. What apparently. does Vimto? Um, what is it made? What What is it made of? It's got to be. There's got. There's a fruit in there, isn't there? Somewhere. I thought it was black currants. I don't know. I no, know that's, that's right, Bina, dude. You're thinking that's of, right, Bina, Bina. Yeah. Vimto has got. There is a. What is Vimto? Oh, you've got me on that one, Ian. I, I, I can't honestly know. I don't, I don't know. You could get fizzy that. Vimto, couldn't you? And then you could also get like um, like a concentrate that you had to mix That's with right. water. Because I obviously you know I don't live. I live in the northeast of England, Ian. And uh, I had a you know, um, my dad moved to Lancashire, right? And I had a friend who lived in Lancaster. I won't mention his name, but I went to his house when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, and his mum used to have, like, Vimto, like you just said there, the concentrated Vimto, and I never ever had Vimto before, and it was yeah. quite strange, and I tried it, because obviously you put water in and everything. Um, but that was in Lancashire years and years ago before it actually hit the rest of the country back then. And um, another little thing I was going to mention was, have you ever had your, um, you know, um, God called into your tarot cards read? before and you believe in it no i don't i i used to be able to read tarot cards but it's all it's right. all rubbish i just wanted to ask <laughs> uh and that's all i've got for Did your nana, and, and this nana. slot this slot is now called thank you grace dent uh, this is now called nana memories nana memories i come yeah, on it's, got, nana it's called nana memories i yeah, that's what we're calling it nana memories i uh-oh exactly <laughs> Thanks, Michael. Take I miss care. I miss my nans. I miss my nans terribly. Yeah, same here, man. You know, it's a different world now. They don't, nobody wears headscarves anymore now, do they? You don't see women in headscarves now, do you? Thank you very much indeed. Um, no, it's all it's all hijabs now, isn't it? It's all these hijabs. What if my nan would wear a hijab or the burqa. I miss my nan, Nanny Jennings on my mum's side and Nanny Peg. On my dad's side, and um, yeah, I miss them. Uh, Nana, Nana memories, I oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give me a call, you're more than welcome. <laughs> 
teenagers consume the equivalent of a bathtub of sugary drinks every year, according to research published by Cancer Research. What's that got to do with cancer? You're not saying they give you cancer, do they? Oh, no! Let's read on. I thought, when you know when we give money to cancer research, I thought it was to research cancer. Not teenagers' drinking habits. I demand a refund, these bloody charities. Cancer research found that the average child aged between 11 and 18 consumes four and a half cans of sugary drinks a week, or 234 cans a year. I offered my boys, they're seven and five soon, they've never had Coca-Cola, and I offered them some the other day. I always call it daddy's medicine, because I didn't want them to drink it. And you say medicine, they don't want to know. And um, I ordered it when we went to Pizza Express. And they said, well, it's, oh, it's daddy's medicine. <laughs> daddy's medicine. Could be worse. It, you know, back in the day, it would have been a bottle of Jack Daniels. Um, and I offered them some. And they went, oh, no, I'm not drinking that. Um, that's quite, that's unusual, isn't it? For kids that age not to drink it. I think they've tried lemonade, but they didn't like it. They just don't like the fizziness of it. Suckers. <laughs> Absolute suckers, you puddings. The best drinks in the world are fizzy drinks. Imagine giving a five-year-old child pussy or monster. Imagine. Imagine doing that. That would be... I nearly said it. I nearly said that would be brilliant. It wouldn't be brilliant. Can't give a, can't give a baby pussy. This is the equivalent of more... And 77 litres of sugary liquid and just eight cans short of filling a small bathtub. Oh, hang on a minute. Eight cans short of filling a small bathtub. This is the second story in the newspaper that's been a lie. The first one, they found a cure for the common cold. No, they haven't. They found a, a, a thing that might become a vaccine one day. This, teens have enough fizzy drinks to fill a, a, a year to fill a bath. No, they haven't. It's eight cans short of filling a small bathtub. An adult taking a bath uses an average of about 80 litres of water. Oh, this is the... Okay. Worryingly, even younger children are also drinking vast amounts of sugar-packed drinks. Oh, God, so boring. And even toddlers... (laughs) Come on now, guys. Between 18 months and three years old are drinking 1.3 cans of sugary drinks a week. Now... Now, 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 now. I remember a Christmas when I was young, let's say six. My sister will remember this better than me. And one of my cousins, who was a baby, um, do you know what they gave him for Christmas dinner? Got the Christmas dinner, put it in a blender, mixed it all up, and gave him puree Christmas dinner. But with all the salt... And the potatoes, and the that can't be healthy. That can't be healthy. Your cat's going, a one-off. That can't be good. Imagine that. Oh, I'd love that. Pulped Christmas dinner. Um, excessive con- sugar consumption leads to childhood obesity. Duh. 03444991000 is the telephone number. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night Ian Lee.
on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Let's go to Russ. Hello. Evening, Russ. How are you? Oh, I'm Evening, all right. Mate. You're all right. I'm all right. I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there by my fingernails. What's up? Just, What's just. On? I'm not. I'm not getting any purchase. I can't find any purchase on the show tonight. I, lo- I love. I love that phrase when you say that, purchase. Yeah, there's, I've got no purchase today. There's no traction. Never mind. No purchase. Still better than anything else on the radio at the moment, but it's not one of my best. Anyway. Oh well, this sure sounds all right to me, mate. Good for I you. Can't Thank complain. You. Thank you. Uh, it's funny, funny what you just mentioned. That was my uh, my son's very first solid meal was um, blended Christmas dinner. Oh, I, it can't be healthy to do that. It's a lot of salt in there, particularly in the seventies. Well, I don't think it was unhealthy. Mashed potato, even a roast potato. Absolutely everything other than pigs in blankets. I didn't put none of that in. I really uh, fancy. I really fancy a, um, uh, someone. Cook, I fancy a Christmas dinner now. Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> the, the Americans have got it right. Because they, of course, they have their big meal on Thanksgiving, so the November the twenty fifth. And I think I do think within five years we'll have Thanksgiving in this country. And I would happily embrace that. A big massive feast a month before Christmas. Beautiful. Two, two Christmas dinners. Oh, mate! And crackers like at both. Christmas crackers or cheese crackers? Or both, both. Both crackers both. at both. I love a good cracker and cheese, mate. Oh, aren't they? Cast- get in there. Yeah, Castillo, um, mm. like, uh, it's like blue. Now, for, do you know what? Bread. Do you know what? Forget it. Forget it. Just get, just get a strong cheddar. Strong cheddar, strong cheddar. on a cracker. Bish bash bosh, have that lovely. I'm away. Lovely jubbly. Lovely jubbly. Do, do you like chestnuts, Ian? Mm, is that an innuendo? <laughs> In your endo? It could be. It could be. I haven't had chestnuts <laughs> no, for about thirty years, so I, I, I don't remember. Well, uh, um, my dad picked a load from uh, Canic Chase r- recently, and. Uh, oh. Peeled them and froze them, and, and uh, I was doing my snaps Saturday night to come into work, and yeah. I thought, tell I'm, I'm going to roast roast some of them, like take them into work to nibble on, because I absolutely love them. Yeah. And I brought them in, and my colleague Pat, who's like in his sixties, yeah. I said, I was going on about like, he goes, you know something? I've never tried a chestnut. You what? You're aging. You've never tried a chestnut. So uh, outrageous. I gave him one. He loved it. Oh, absolutely. How about the chestnut? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I could do. I could do. I, I'm not a big fan of nuts. Nuts are just wood, aren't they? They're oh, made of wood. Oh, what? No, Matt, honestly, you could wipe out all the food on this planet tomorrow, and I'd happily live on nuts. Nuts, chestnuts, cashew nuts, peanuts, He's pistachios. He's listing nuts. I love it, mate. I love it. I was wondering how long you could go listing nuts. Let's play the nut game. You want to play the nut game? Yeah, go on, man. Peanuts. Pistachios. Macadamia nuts. Oh. Cashews. Brazil. Walnut. Um. Oh, chestnut. Horse chestnut. What's the same as a chestnut? No, it's not. It's different. Horse chestnuts are conquer. Nuts or <laughs> hazelnuts? Oh! Oh. <clears throat> Monkey nuts. 
Peanuts! Get your peanuts! Uh, mm. I think I've a dead end on that one, are you? Are you saying I've won? Reluctantly. Are you saying I've won? <laughs> say it, Russ. Say, Ian, you beat me. Um, say it. I, I will concede defeat. Say, Ian, you only, beat me. Only if you allow... Dirty, filthy wurzels come out and say hello. N- not in the slightest. That's how you play um, nut poker. That's how you play nut poker, guys. you got to play dirty. Let's go to um, Peg. Evening, Peg. Evening. Evening, Peg. Um, I've got to say, I think nuts are bloody great at Christmas, but not if they've been shelled. The The whole point is... Having to use a nutcracker because it takes time. But anyway, that apart. Oh, yeah. and do people still do people still buy a big um, like bowl of of different nuts? And, uh, yeah, and I had to start buying them in November because they're sold out at Christmas, yeah. and my husband would just shrivel and die if he didn't have a big bowl of nuts in the shell. And a nutcracker. You've got to have a good nutcracker. No, the thing I remember, I remember that bowl of nuts and Brazil. I remember lots of Brazil nuts and uh, just being in this bowl on the table over Christmas. And no one, no one touched them. They were disgusting because we had mince pies. You probably didn't have a good enough nutcracker. We had a great. Cra- you're obsessed with nutcrackers. You say this. We had great crackers, nutcrackers. <laughs> well, mind you, my party piece is that I can put, and I've been able to do this since where's, about. Where's 12. this going? is to put two walnuts in the palm of my hand wow. and crack them. Wow, thank goodness it was the palm of your hand. Yes. I thought you were going to say... Um, no, 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 not no. my thighs or my knees no, or I'm even what, my ankles. I thought you were going to say your VJJ. Anyway, <laughs> how do you crack them in your hand? You just put two walnuts... Is it's actually... Science, it's, it's science. It's quite easy. Yeah. If you put two walnuts in the shell inside the palm of your hand yeah. and you've got to line them up right... Um, if it doesn't work first time, just change the position of the nuts and just oh. squeeze, and one of them will crack. All right, John Wayne Bobbitt, I <laughs> can tie a cherry stalk into a knot just using my mouth. I oh, know I've seen that done. I can and do doing it. A cherry stalk with your tongue. I can do it, but it, it literally I, I, it takes about twenty minutes, and I've tried to show it to the kids before, and they get really bored. And they go off, and then, uh, and then 20 minutes, they go, kids, kids, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. I, I put it in my mouth, they go, well, you, you might have just done that when we weren't watching. I can do it, literally 20 minutes of um, hardcore tonguing. I have to say that kids are more impressed by the fact that I can wiggle my ears. Hey, my mum can wiggle her ears. Yeah. No, what, that's, that's a dying... Um, I remember someone going on, like, a talent show on the telly, and their act was wiggling their ears. Uh, what, like, like that bloke that used to be on, you know, dun, 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 with all his muscles, but it's just the ears. Yeah, I can imagine that, what, but... What, what bloke? Uh, they used to, well, you're, I'm a lot older than you, in fact, I'm not, you're in your 40s, yeah? Yes. Yeah, well, I'm old enough to be your mum, so I remember these things. Wowzers. But, um, there was this bloke on some sort of, I don't know, it was a talent show. Yeah. And he used to... The, the tune, which was... 
and he used to twitch all his muscles, oh. and it was funny and revolting oh, at the same yeah, time. I do remember that act. That was a good yeah. act. There was, do you remember there was another act? Talk about old, old variety acts. Norman Collier. Yeah, I remember Norman well, had, Collier, the he, chicken bloke. The chicken bloke. He had two acts, right? And the famous one was he would do impressions of a chicken. Do you remember um, his second act he had, which I thought was better? I'm not sure, because he used to be on that Wheel Tappers thing. Yeah, yeah, Wheel Tappers and, and Shunters. And a lot of the people who were on that were actually, like, you know, really sexist and really racist. So I, I kind of avoided oh, it, because... When comedy was great. Well... He used to do, right, so... His, his... I mean, I, I lived in a house that um, had people of all nations oh. in it, and there were things we just didn't watch on the telly, because it was... Too cringy for everyone else that was watching. All nations. Mind your language. Sometimes. Would you live in a squat? What? Squ- no, this wasn't in the squat. This my mum ran a boarding house. Oh, okay. Well, Norman Collier's other act, right? His main act was being a chicken. His yeah. other act was absolutely genius. He would pretend that his microphone wasn't working. Oh, I've seen And he'd else. stand there and he'd go, yeah, Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Norman Collier. Yeah, yeah. No, I do remember that. And but... he'd, go, he'd go, Good evening, gentlemen. Ma- Norman, got me, micro. Not work. Not work. Not you don't know, like that time on Periscope that someone was saying to someone, yeah. We can't hear you. Yeah. And actually, that was just a scam. Yeah, the, well, not a scam, the, the UK so. guy. That was funny. And there was also. Um, there was no. I remember Norman Collier. I he, I remember he did a third act. I think this was him. He was sat on a chair, right, and he had a car door beside him, and someone like Des O'Connor went and knocked on the window, and you could see Norman Collier was talking, but you couldn't hear him. And then when he wound down the window, you could hear him. So basically, he could turn his voice on and off. That, ladies and gentlemen, was a proper act. Well, I remember something a bit similar, which was Zed Cars. Yeah, what? With Brian Blessed. Yeah. When he just kind of um, mucked it up, because I think there was no window in the Panda car that oh. was in the studio. Oh. And he used to go out live. Yeah. And I think he did something like stuck his head through the windscreen, or, or something that was just like... What? He just kind of ruined the illusion. But that was Brian Blessed. I remember that. Um, Peg, did we get to the point of your phone call? Because I'm late for a break. Yeah, I've just got one funny story. You can do your break first if you're desperate. No, no, don't, 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 don't mind. We'll, let's just set the story. Go on, what have you got? Right. When I was a teenager, my aunt, who was very swish because she was a model, yes. Sent me to the greengrocers and where she lived, because I was staying with her. Yeah. This greengrocer, when you went in, there was all the fruit down one side, all the veg down the other side, and at the back, um, as you sort of look from the door, there was this huge aviary, yes. but with a little door cut out to go out the back of the greengrocers. Yeah. And in this aviary was a minor bird. And he would just talk all the time. And the woman, and my aunt had sent me out because she was doing some dinner party and she'd given me a list. And the woman in front of me was saying to the greengrocers, I'll have three pound of potatoes, yes. two pound of onions. Is this, this is a joke. And some carrots. It? It's is, clean. And it's a joke. She's telling me a joke. Why are you telling me a joke? No, this is a story. This, I, is, this happened. I don't believe. This oh, is an anecdote. Okay. 
And the minor bird all the time was going, all right, darling, yeah. and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Then it's my turn, and I said, can I have two avocados and a bunch of sage? And the minor bird went, good afternoon. That's my story. Is that, that actually happened? That it, it, actually the happened. minor bird knew you were posh? Yeah. Wow. Well, I was asking for something posh, and it was in... Isn't um, that funny? Oh, God. Barnes, I think she lived, or Twickenham, somewhere like that. If anybody knows the minor bird that could detect cl- uh, class just from uh, your vegetable order, 03444991000. Thank you for sharing that, Peg. Right. Enjoy your break. Thank you very much indeed. Here it comes now. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Please give order for Norman Scalia. Well, thank you very much. I'm say good evening. Welcome to the club, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, we have the annual sound system in the club. Got a brand new microphone made in on. I'll just speak what I've today. Right, back at the club, tell me, I'll help with some t- microphone. I'll keep going on again. Makes me look a full st- it look like this. Come on, get your finger out the club. We may. Let's take what Put your fingers in the pockets. Of course you've gone below, you will do. Turn the switch. Put the other switch on. What? You put the echo on, 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 on. Take the echo off, 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 off. That's the weirdest sound. You're like a full, full, full of me, still up here, be, be, with echo on, 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 on. I'm again. Thank you very much. It's ridiculous. Okay, like this. Off. What are you on about? On about. On about seven quid a week. It's the weirdest, um,. It's the weirdest. The old days, guys, um, I hate to break this to you, were rubbish. You know the good old days? They were rubbish. N- nothing's ever been good. It's a strange act. I'm trying to think. There was another act as well. My mum hated him. Um, he was an American guy. This is in the days, right, when people would have an act. And his act was doing the chicken. Norman Collier was doing the chicken and the microphone didn't work. So he had two kind of acts he could do. But most people would have an act and they would go on, you know, like Des O'Connor tonight and, and things like that. And they would do their act. And that was it. And if you went and saw them in the clubs, it would be that act, but probably a little bit bluer. And there was a guy, an American guy, who his act was he pretended that he was absolutely steaming drunk. And that was the act. Can't remember what he was called. My mum used to think it was disgusting because he would belch a lot. And he would just pretend he was drunk. And that was the um, the funny bit. There was another act as well, which um, you couldn't get on TV now. It was the guy, he was always on Paul Daniels. It was the guy who blew the bubbles and smoked cigarettes. You remember? He was brilliant. I mean, that was a, that was a proper act. That was genuine. Uh, uh, life on the line kind of act because he was smoke. He had to smoke about thirty cigarettes to get that act to work. He'd make these giant um, bubbles. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, if you want to call him, he'd um, make these giant bubbles that sometimes he would step in, or he, he made square bubbles as well. Remember, he made square bubbles, and then he'd be, yeah, but he'd have a fag on, and he'd be like. 
and then he'd like blow the smoke into the bubble. So there'll be two, there'll be a square bubble inside a square bubble. And then he would blow smoke into the square bubble. I suppose you could do it with vaping now, but the, the element of danger is, um, is missing somewhat, isn't it? By, by, by doing it by vaping. Um, and there was a fellow, and we talked about him at the other place. I can't remember, Jay, somebody, you know, the Slither guy, Slither. Hi, weirdos. I might, I've, I've got him, um, somewhere on my computer, because that's, um, you know, that's kind of, the kind of rubbish I have on my computer. And it was, um, where is it? Is it here? Um, but if I listen too long, my brain turns to mush. No. I would not say yes. But I certainly would not say no. I've got a mouthful of sausage. My name is Carl. We don't want to go from a sleazy country to a sludgy country. Tasty. Stetson. Good morning, sir. It's like a killing a bee with a bazooka. No, I haven't got it. Um, but so this guy would um, have... Um, uh, he was called Jay somebody. And he would dress up in like a sort of prisoner's suit with arrows on... And he would go on and and sort of tell jokes, but in a really weird... And he'd go, Slither. He'd say that. And my sister, Jo, hated him. She found him terrifying. Slither. And that was the act! Um, I, he died a few years ago. I remember because we, we did talk about, him at, talk about him at the other place. He went... Um, he had, like, three years at the top... <laughs> And then he went, and I think he opened, he, he, I think he got ill. He may have got ill. And he went and opened a bar in Spain, and he died penniless. Penniless. As, um, it's weird, I suppose. The 70s were, were kind of like the sort of last, 70s and, and the 80s, the first half of the 80s, were like the last vestiges of, um, um, musical, you know, it was so the, the comedians that were performing then would have maybe seen some of the old musical, you know, Max Miller and stuff like that. They would have seen those people, and so they had their acts. They had their acts, and um, so you know, we get a lot of them on TV in the seventies, and less and less as the eighties progressed, and instead we got Alexi Sale. Now I like Alexi Sale. I think he's um interesting. I think he's very clever. Um. Uh, not my cup of tea, comically. Although, of course, he, he, you know, uh, we have a lot to thank him for. I would rather see Norman Collier um, and um, that Slither guy than than Alexi Sale. Uh, do, you know, do you know what? I'd like to see all three of them on the same bill. Two of them are dead, so that's going to be hard. Kyle, evening. You all right, boss? I'm all right, fella. What you got for us? Well, it's just uh, I know we don't talk about seventies things. However, yeah. That thing with the, uh, oh, this is so shocking. That thing, that guy on Paul Daniels, he used to smoke. Don't tell That's me you what... died of lung cancer. No, no, I don't know. But oh. I used to, I, that stuck in my head. Yeah. So, obviously, clearly, I, I don't smoke now. But when I did, yeah. I used to be able to do that. And people were, even now, oh. even non-smokers were fascinated that you could do it, that you could put smoke into a bubble. Oh, it looks, it looks incredible. Oh, it can't be good for you, though, can it? But what, they, what, blowing bubbles? Well... Well, look at Michael Jackson. Oh, that's a great gag. Thanks, man. 
Um, so you, what could you, what could you do with bubbles and smoke then, Kyle? If I were to give you a packet of Rothmans and um, uh, a packet of bubble mixture, what, what, what could I, what could you do? Well, basically, I'll be honest with you, it was blowing smoke into the bubble and just <laughs> spinning it. Uh, I couldn't do the cubes. I couldn't do that. And also, I went out with somebody. She could do smoke rings, but I could never do them. Yeah. I could never do the smoke rings. No, I must admit, with my um, my uh, smoking, I was unable to uh, to do anything cool. Well, I look cool. I can make good rollies. I make good rollies. What, as in the herb or normal? Well, whatever. You know, I was a student. Oh. I was a student. I'm not going to, um, you know, I'm not going to... We, we've all been there. I'm not we've, we've all been there. I'm not going to hide um, some of my past. Some of it I will hide, of course, but some of it I'm not. Um, but, yeah, no, rollies. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, it would be great to... I, 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 when I was doing stand-up comedy, it was about 1996, right? And there were some really interesting acts. And I've often thought about getting an old venue that I used to use, like downstairs at the King's Head in Crouch End or something, Mm. and finding as many of those acts from 1996 as possible and putting them on. So you get... uh, Names that mean nothing to you, but people like Andy Lord and... um, there was a guy whose name escapes me and Jimbo and all these, these people that never made it, but... I would see, I'd see like twice a week on the circuit, and I'm, I, I, I'd like to do that. But do you know what? I won't because it's. I bet it's hard work. But when you said about the, um, the speciality act, yeah, because and you're right. I think that was a complete bridge from the old musical yeah. acts, yeah, to to what we've got now. And I don't think anybody does that sort of thing now. No. That sort of speciality turn. That was a term, wasn't it? So. Is it, it, was, it was a term. It was a party piece. Um, there, there are a few people. This performance ring, I think, it will hopefully uh, illustrate. But you're right. It, that, that, that is dead. That kind of, kind of um, uh, comedy and theatre is dead. Maybe how, for does it wor- how does it work, though, when you do performance ring? So I'll say that I rocked up, yeah. got a packet of 20 Bentons out. Yeah. I'm not allowed to smoke in the venue. Yeah. We'd, so have to, we, we'd, all, we'd all have to come and stand outside and watch you in the streetcar, which we would do. Do you know what? You give me a great idea there, Ian. Carl, get and send me an email. We're totally, we're to- you can't do smoking acts inside theatres now, which is a shame, but I'm sure we could quite happily get everyone to traipse outside and um, and, and do it there. Uh, another hour to go, 0344 499 This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
1000. So we didn't get to the point I was trying to make an hour ago. We will get there eventually. Dennis. Good morning. Good evening, Dennis. Sorry, it's good evening. It is good morning. It's five past twelve. We've not, you, we've not had a sleep yet. Oh, no, I haven't, I haven't either. No, exactly. So it's, it's good evening. It's not good morning until you've had a sleep. Is it? Oh, all right. No. Fair enough. I fall asleep then. However, you were talking to that gentleman about the cigarettes. Takes me back a long, long way. Wow. When you could buy two woodbines in a packet Beautiful. with a single match. Yeah, you could buy two woodbines in a little packet. Well, how would you light it, both of them with one match? Well, because you lit the first one and suck the other one on the end when you finish. But don't forget, I've never smoked a cigarette in my life. Lightweight. Never had a... <laughs> No, no. Oh, not to smoke. Chicken. Two no, chicken. You two chickens. Be two chicken to try it. Yeah, they are one of my so-called uncles. I'd bought a cigar for Christmas because I like the smell of cigars, and I was going to try it. And they said, oh, no, too good for you. Yeah. Give me a fag. One man, oh, bloody hell. Why do they do stupid things like that? How old were you? I was five. But you bought a cigar? Yes. You'd... You, you as a five-year-old boy, had bought a cigar. Yeah, they didn't bother you. Go in the, in the tobacconist and buy what you like. As a five-year-old boy, you yeah. went and bought a cigar. Single cigar. That too. is the best story I've ever <laughs> heard in my life. You're a player, Dennis. No, it was. I had, had someone, and as I say, I love the smell of cigars, and I thought it tastes like five. that. Five. Yeah, I can't imagine like, my five-year-old having the wherewithal to go and... But at I, the same time, I, I've carried a penknife, sold to me by my fa- my grandfather for a penny. You're the, he you're, said you have to change hands with the money for it. You're basically um, the model that the Crips were based on. Well, these days, I mean, these uh, people who say you mustn't do this, well, well... Oh, give yeah. five-year-olds knives and um, uh, allow them to buy their own smokes. Come on, guys. Oh, I came out of... I used to go to school, yeah. came out of the pub, walked along the railway lines, uh, the railway... Uh, not, uh, not at five. Train. Yeah. Dropped down onto the side of a canal, what? crossed a busy road, went into another pub where my cousin took me on to school. At five? Yeah. Would you drink beer in the pub at five? Uh, no, because I don't like the taste of it. But had you wanted to drink beer in the pub at the age of five, would you have been allowed to? Oh, crikey, yes. Yes? I have, they, they, my grandfather told me not oh, to like whiskey. This is the old days, Dennis. The old well, days. Be... Absolute player. <laughs> this is brilliant. I want to get a time machine and go back 86 years to then. I'll tell you how old it was. No wonder so many kids died then. No, well, of course, they used to have second... They used to say, this is my second family. Yes. Other people in those days, because kids were born, diphtheria was relevant, and uh, and I'm afraid... Do you know what, Dennis? You've inspired me, and this is absolutely serious. I know we joke a lot, um, but you've inspired me. You know I've got two young lads. They're going to be seven and five in January. Yeah, for Christmas, I'm going to buy them a bottle of scotch each <laughs> and a packet of silk cut. No, I know I'm not. I'm going to buy them a packet of Benson and Hedges. Yeah. And a, um, a box of matches. Thank you, Dennis. You've inspired me. They'll love that. Be very honest. If they take a puff of the cigarette and spit it out, don't blame them. No, I will go, I'll, I'll go up to them and go... Bruh! 
chicken! That's what I'll do. That's what I'll do, Dennis. Thank you, mate. You shouldn't do that. That's, that's not nice. Peer group pressure. But anyway, uh, it's getting towards Christmas now. I'm do you, still do you, supposed do you to think be ill. Do you think you'll make it? Well, I hope so. I get three one, nurses one coming a day. One more Christmas? You think you've got one more Christmas in you? I've got to sort out what I'm buying for people for Christmas first. I'm not leaving them empty-handed. I just make. I just. I would make sure that everybody on Christmas knows your pin number, just in case. What I've told everybody is, don't bring me any any sherry, which I used to love because the damn stuff that the doctors feeding me yeah. kill my taste buds completely. I used to drink gallons of tea. Now it takes me all my time to have one cup in the morning just to get through all the tablets. Yeah. Well, sherry I used to drink by the gallon. Now it makes me feel sick. It's mm. that bloody doctor. Dr. Death, he's, he's determined to bloody well kill me. He keeps sending me for things I've not got, I've not had. And uh, then he sent me a heart attack I've not had. They put a band around my chest. Yes. I said to the girl, do I have to go home and sit on the bed? She said, no, do what you usually do. So I came home, Uh-oh. took my feet under some furniture and did 60 sit-ups. What? I thought, I'll break the bloody thing even if it kills me. Dennis, I've no idea what the last 30 seconds was about, but I appreciate you sharing it with us. Take care, mate. Bye-bye. Speak soon. Bye-bye. Um, what an absolute player. I mean, the old days, and that Dennis is from the proper old days. He's virtually, it's virtually 19th century. Um, five-year-olds going and buying cigars and going into pubs. Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, Colin. Hi. Hey. Yeah, I'm, I'm just calling to, you know, raise some awareness for what's going on right now in Burma. So raise some awareness for what's going on right now where? In Burma. In Burma? What's happening in Burma? So, you know, these uh, Buddhists are, you know, killing everyone as it is, and recently they've started burning babies alive in front of their parents. The videos online are just horrific. And there's a petition going the, the, on right the now. The videos, videos of what online? Of these Buddhists, they're burning uh, babies in front of their mothers. You, wh- why are you watching videos of um, people burning babies? No, I actually wasn't watching it. Someone sent it to me over on WhatsApp on a petition. But So you watched? Um, did you watch it? I watched like two seconds of it. I wouldn't, I I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't. Well, I'd, I, if someone sent me that on WhatsApp, I would um, I'd block them. I'd tell them that they shouldn't be going around sending that stuff unsolicited, and I'd block them. Yeah, of course. Totally. You don't want to see that kind of stuff. Mm. It's bad enough knowing that kind of stuff goes on in the world. You don't want to... Uh, yeah. You don't need to see it. Why are you so connected with Burma? Are you from there? No, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm a person that has a little humanity left in me. You know, I thought spread the message, you know, the petition going online for the United Nations to actually do something about it. What? So, um, a, pet- a petition... Mm. Is yeah. is what is that? What would that actually? What would that realistically achieve? I mean, I think it's a uh, hundred thousand signatures. You know, it's going to go to court. You know, um, no, it's not. I mean, not sorry, not court. If, if it, it might go to the parliament for debate or something. Like that. Yeah, um, but then, the, uh, the, the but parliament can't make the United Nations. What is it? What is the what is the the, the title of the petition? What is it, What's the question? And what does it say? If you just give me a second, I'll just check for you now. Thank you. It's your petition. Is it your petition? Yes. 
Muslim. Um, how many signatures has, has it got so far? Um, just checking. Thirty-seven thousand. Yeah, uh, I mean that's so. It's, it's about a third of the way to where it needs to get to, and and yet you know you'll get a petition about um um oh I don't know saying something stupid, and it'll get a hundred thousand signatures uh, it, it, immediately. Why do you think people aren't interested in it, Colin? Oh man, uh, no one's no one's really talking about it. You know, something happens in France, something happens in Germany. Everyone knows about it. But well, I, well, there's the, well, I can answer why that is. Mm-hmm. Because we're we're in Europe and France is twenty miles away from us. Yeah, of course, I, I understand what you're saying. But I understand what you're saying. You know that. Um, uh, you know, we should, we're we're a, a, a world, and we should all be caring for each other. But I suppose that the thing is, France is twenty miles away, and we are, we in Britain are not um, under immediate threat from some crazy Buddhists. Yeah, of course, of course, I understand what you say. You know, it's just our own raise awareness. You know, our people to pray for the people, and you know, do what they can for the people. Um, well, I I can't knock you for that, Colin. Yeah. Good luck. Okay, thank you. Nice one, man. Good luck. You can't. You can't knock a fella for uh, wanting to raise awareness. I mean, pray for them. I mean, uh, whenever, whenever there's a shooting in America, it's a, a, a pray for, pray for them. Well, that's not gone. That's not really helped so far, has it? Um, thank you, Colin. Uh, like I say, you can call in about anything you want, um, really. And sometimes I, I can latch onto the conversation, and sometimes I, I, I can't. Simple as that. Another 45 minutes to go. We have no calls lined up on the switchboard. So now would be an excellent time for you to pick up the phone. 0344 499 This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee. Unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. So I feel bad about the fact I'm going to be seeing another hairdresser tomorrow. But £14 a month, well, that's ne- that's only £6 shy of the £20 a month I've now committed to spending at the gym. So all I need to do is have, like, two less coffees a month. I'm, I'm evens. I'm evens. It's all I need to do. So I'm going to go maybe tomorrow, maybe Thursday, probably tomorrow. And uh, go to this place and trust them with my hair, but I, oh, jeez, I don't know. Part of me thinks I should just let my hair grow a bit again, but then I think, no, you're a forty-three-year-old man. That would look ridiculous. Oh three four 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 nine nine, one thousand is the telephone number. I went to the gym again today. Uh, second day in a row, I did another five k, guys. It was hard work. Good evening, Christian. Hi, Ian. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you, man. What's uh, What have you got for us? Um, I came to the show on Sunday. That where was it? St Albans? Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, I was... i just tell you a little bit of the background. I had a ticket for your one of the film rings as well. Oh, yeah. A um, little while back. Um, got to the venue, saw it was packed, and basically... So I couldn't go in and left. 
without going in, just uh, like an anxiety thing. Uh, isn't um, it, isn't it interesting you say that because um, someone else tweeted that they. Um, you didn't tweet me about this, did you, Christian? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh, did you? Okay, maybe it was maybe it was your tweet. I thought someone tweeted me that they'd been anxious, but they still they still went in. Yeah. Um, this is what I was. This is what I was going to say. Go on. I didn't go in to the first one. Right, the film ring. Yeah. Yeah. Got a ticket for the second one um, on Sunday. Had the same. I've been because of, I'm not saying just because of you and because of the show, because yeah. of listeners talking about stuff. I've been I've been getting some help with getting getting things sorted out in my head. Yeah. And um, it was like a, I suppose it was like another little test for myself. As is actually calling in tonight. I know. Um, I can. I can hear it in your 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 your. It sounds like your chest is very tight. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, don't worry. You're um, doing brilliantly. Don't worry about that. Go on. So, um, uh, so you got you you got there on Sunday, and um, the, it was <laughs> for someone with anxiety. It was quite a compact venue. Everyone was very close together. I went. Um, I was like a minute late because I couldn't find the place. Yeah. But um, when I got there, I kind of had a look in and there yeah. weren't many people there. I thought it was obviously some sort of room out the back or whatever it is. Mm. And I thought, oh, I'm not going to, I think I'll just leave it. And I walked and I walked back again. And then, I don't know, something clicked in my head. And I said, yeah, you know, you can, you, I, as I say, I've been talking to people about this. And, you know, you can do this and it'll be fine. And I went back down and I'm, I went in. I said, where's the, is this the place for, yeah, yeah, it's through the back. So I went mm. in, um, sat down towards the back, um, really enjoyed it. It was a great show. I, Thank I, you. I bought the CD, so I heard, like, like a lot of the clips I already knew, but yeah. obviously great to see them again and great to see the way you, you're putting it across live. I just wanted to call up and say it was a really good show. And um, uh, it was a big thing for me to actually go in what, and see uh, you, so I'm glad I did. Do you mind if I ask you a couple of questions, Christian? No, sure. What, what? It has changed for you, or what was different that um, meant you could go in on Sunday and you couldn't go in a couple of months ago? What 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 was what, what was different? Um, I've been speaking to um, a therapist for a couple of months. Yeah, and I've just been doing some sort of kind of. I think it's they call it behavioural therapy on what anxiety is, what it, what causes it, yeah. what's actually going on in your head, and what's the thing I'm learning is, um, you know, you on, in your head is, you're always thinking like, what's the worst thing that could possibly happen, etc. Yeah, and I'm trying to realise that the worst thing that could actually happen never actually happens, and you know, basically everything is fine. Mm. Most people think the same things. Most people feel the same way. Um, and yeah, just about kind of dealing with your own. And I don't know, if fears is the right word, but yeah, I mean this sh- this this show and not just yourself, but other callers and other listeners, kind of led me to thinking about what was going on with myself and led me to sort of try and do something about it. So wow. yeah, and we're getting there, I think. Well, you are. You know, next one you come to, maybe maybe uh, you know we'll get. I get to say hello to you as well, if that's not too. Um... <laughs> You too never know. terrifying. Um, not, there's nothing really I can say that won't sound patronising. So I'm just going to say, uh, you know, good luck on on you know, congratulations and good luck, and I hope things keep going in that direction. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Thanks for sharing Cheers. it with me, Christian. All Cheers, right. mate. Thank you. Bye bye. 
What a nice man. Um, what a nice man. It is um, terrifying going into a place on my own. If uh, I, I struggle. I normally, I don't go to parties. I don't like parties. Um, and something like that, I would turn up late for a show like that, where I knew, if I knew there were going to be seats, I would turn up sort of just before the show started and try and find a seat and, and lurk at the back. Um, venues where you've got seats allocated to you, yeah, I'd turn up just before it started, I think, if I was on my own. I think that's how I'd do things. Isn't it funny? Um, thank you for that, Christian. I really appreciate that. Isn't it funny the things that... Um, uh, so many people take for granted, so many other people find, well, impossible. Impossible, as Christian did a, a, a film ring, found it impossible um, to come in, but, um, but found it possible to um, to come in to um, see the silly show I was doing on the Sunday. Well, thank you, Christian, I appreciate that. Um, but should I feel guilty about, of course I shouldn't feel guilty about leaving my hairdresser, but she's, they're, they're, they're good people. Good people. Joe and her husband are good people. I just feel... I feel bad. It will, of course, all be made easier if um, the other guy's balls up my hair. Then, then, Well, then... Then I've got to go with my tail between my legs to Joe and say, Joe, I'm really sorry. I went and saw someone else. Can you fix this? Can you fix this? So uh, I'm a little bit nervous about the uh, oh, well, hey listen if he can go and um, you know confront that I can go into a trendy barber's and um, tell them to cut my hair and don't balls it up don't balls it up guys I was trendy like you once I wasn't I was never uh, I was never trendy um, like that 0344-499-1000 is the um, telephone number if you want to give us a call here's a story I quite like this story. Well, there's two stories that kind of tie in with loneliness, right? And um, one of them, where is it? It's in a couple of the papers. And I don't understand this, right? It's Susanna Reid, who I like and I think is brilliant. And um, Kate Garraway. I think I've met Kate Garraway. I can't remember. I've met Susanna Reid. They're, they're brilliant. I love Susanna Reid was very nice to me when I was out of work and she put me in touch with some people. Anyway. Um, but I don't quite understand what this is. Glamorous TV presenters, Susanna Reid and Kate Garraway, they are, they are glamorous, aged 40 years yesterday in aid of a campaign to help lonely old people at Christmas. Huh? Oh. Makeup experts who worked on Game of Thrones, <laughs> a program I've never seen, and I will never see. I'm never going to watch that. It looks absolutely awful. Gave the Good Morning Britain pair artificial wrinkles, age spots, and grey wigs to launch the show's million minutes appeal. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it's doing. It's ultimately doing a good thing, but in a weird. In a weird way. The idea is to get people to pledge a few minutes of their time to speak to someone alone over the holiday with a total of target of a million minutes. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. The on-screen ageing experiment helped Kate, 49, and Susanna, 45, 
understand <laughs> understand how it feels to be older. They had wigs on and makeup. You know, it's not going to teach them anything. Susanna, who I, I, I cannot stress enough, I think is brilliant. I think they're both brilliant. Said, it was such a shock. Around a million older people are going to feel lonely and alone. It's upsetting and I hope lots of people support us. Kate said it was really strange looking into the mirror. It was like looking into my future. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? We've spoken about loneliness on this show, and it's it, it, it's often uh, um, uh, we, we talk about old people being alone and being lonely when the two things are, are completely separate. Are being alone and lonely, but also the more I think about it, the more I think it's not it's not just old people, man. It's um, it's 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 so many people. I've had so many people get in touch. I mean, after the show on Sunday that that um, Christian just mentioned, I had lots of nice people st- st- stuck behind to um, to have pictures and stuff, and it was it was lovely to talk to them. Although I find it excruciating. That's that's my problem, not yours. And it's a problem I'm quite happy to um, try and confront myself. But I hate coming out after a show and and having to say out loud, "Who wants a photo?" Um, and and I'm not saying that so that at any future shows you don't hang around for a photo listen you've put money in my pocket the least I can do is shake your hand and look you in the eye and have a picture taken with you literally Um, but so many people got in touch so many people after that said that the um, depression stuff had resonated with them but also and this is the interesting thing that the loneliness had uh, resonated with them and the same in Luton and there was um uh, a, a person about my age, a little bit younger than me, who worked in this industry, came and said it after after the show, and um, there were. It's just I think the loneliness thing, more so than the depression, I think is going to be um, it's going to be the next big thing. What does that mean? I don't know. It's, it's just the thing that we don't really talk about a lot, um, but. I think that people will start talking about it. Anyway, that then ties in with this story here in the mail, and I like this. And again, it's they say elderly, and I think that's unfair, because I'd be here. Um, supermarkets could get slow lanes for elderly who like a talk with till staff. That's me. That's me. Now, listen, the only times I use the automatic, you know, the computer, um, you know, the um, the computer machine where you scan it yourself... Is is when we go, uh, when when we're here at work, and me and Kath will pop round to Tesco and get something to eat because we're in a rush and there's always a big queue and a lot of going these things. But m- more often than not, I'll go and um, always in W H Smiths, and it blows their minds in W H Smiths. I'll go to the person serving, and they'll have three automatic th- things, and the person sort of, sort of just stood there behind the counter, and I'll go to them, and I always say, I don't want any vouchers for chocolate, please, guys. Because they always give you the vouchers for chocolate. I made a joke about it with the last guy, and he was—it was like I'd got my dick out or something. He was like, it "Was like, oh, I can't, I can't talk about that. I can't talk about that." It was really weird. Um, if you fear the wrath of customers queuing behind you as you battle with the self-service checkout, supermarkets could soon become rather less stressful. Shops have been urged to introduce dedicated slow lanes by researchers calling for more help for older visitors. Well, why is it just older visitors? Why why, 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 why can't I go? Oh, well, maybe I am older. <gasps> you didn't just think that, did you, you little... Their report said the checkouts could help isolated customers 
who value the chance of a chat when they go shopping. The researchers also called for special offers specially aimed at the elderly. Uh, the recommendations made in a taxpayer-funded report from the University of Hertfordshire comes amid growing pressure for stores to adapt to the needs of older customers. Oh, then it goes on to talk about seats and toilets. Um, this new study found that slow lanes would improve the shopping experience for those who enjoy the social aspect of shopping. It added that older people valued the opportunity for social interaction that comes with the trip to the supermarket or local shops, a tradition threatened by the increase in popularity of online shopping. I'll always have a chit-chat with... Um, I'm like my dad like that. I'll always talk to um, the people in the shops. Don't just make it for old people, though. Make it make it for everybody, guys. Why can't everybody have a piece of the pie? Cass, do you want to come and join me for the last half hour of the show? 0344 499 if you'd like to join me, dear listener, on the phones. Uh, I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. You can um, talk. Yeah, I do. A I've been, lot. I've been told I'm nice to people in shops because I used to be a person in a shop. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's nice to be recognised, especially if you've been in a long queue. But my mother-in-law used to work in a supermarket and she used to get told off for talking to the customers. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, that gentleman who called in about the petition, Colin, was it? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the petition that he's trying to raise awareness of is closed. Well, at least we're all aware of that now. Well, I know. I mean, it is, the thing is, it is going on, and it is. Uh, I don't know very much about it, but it is horrific, and it is. Um, uh, it, you know, the world is is really rotten. <laughs> There's some really rotten things. I mean, I don't know the specifics of exactly what's going on there, but I do know that there have been some some pretty horrible, horrible things. Um, didn't we used to run Burma? Wasn't Burma? part of the uh, the empire or the commonwealth i mean when i say run it i mean we probably if, if we did we nicked it from them and um made them work for us for pennies mm. wasn't burma I'm part sure. of part of uh part of ours and and, and uh i don't know really know um what else is there's not really a lot there's not really a lot in the uh the papers um, oh, here we go. This is good. I like this. You can call in, by the way, dear listener. The, 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 the phones often dry up a little bit. Uh, but, um... Uh, okay. Ian, every trainer I've spoken to says it's your food intake, which is as important as the training and weight loss. Yeah, I know. Walk more, eat less. That's what it's all about. Another 5K today. I'm really impressed I can't run, so... No. Uh, it was slower than yesterday's. But, but you I, did it. I ran more of it. I ran more of it and walked less of it. But I was running slower. It was just hard work. But um, yeah, it was just hard work. Yeah, but it's more than you were doing two days ago. I've got the induction tomorrow. Um, and he's going to show me some exercises that I should be focusing on. Right. Um, and I'm going to feel like a fat old tit. But I don't care. I don't care. I'm determined. I'm determined to lose a little bit of this weight, and I know it's di more difficult. I, I, I'm in. I'm keen to see what happens when I come off these drugs because yeah. those people said, "Oh, I came off the metazapine and I, I, I dropped about a stone instantly. I mean, instantly, 
But I'm keen to see. Um, um, I'm keen to see what effect it has on me. But also, I I don't want to feel so low that I want to kill myself. So exactly. So first things first. First things first, guys. First things first. FTF. Um. Here we go. I like this. Whether it's the rustle of a popcorn bag. Or, well, this is bad writing from Laura Lambert, TV and radio reporter. I'm surprised this got in. Listen to this bad sentence. Whether it is the rustle of a popcorn bag or a the slurp of a soft drink. Oh. Or a the slurp? Oh, that's a typo. Jeez. Snacks have a nasty habit of ruining a play's crucial moments. In Who fact, eats popcorn at plays? No. No, no, no. Popcorn is... Um, popcorn, um, it's the movies. The next time I go to the movies, guys, remind me, buy small popcorn. The guy, the kids can't, can never eat medium. I buy two mediums and it's too big for them and they always leave half of it. They can share. They leave half of it because I refuse to allow them to bring their half-eaten popcorn into the car because it ends up all over the floor. So I've said, boys, from now on, when we leave the cinema, the popcorn that's left, it stays here. It's not coming in my car. Because it just goes everywhere. Oh, I've got the popcorn. In fact, they annoy actress Imelda Staunton. I like her. So much that she has called for a ban on eating and drinking inside theatres. Or as my mum would say, theatres. Yeah. Some people do say that. Theatres. 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 Because they're, they're, they're trying to sound posh. My mum's taken to saying a tell. What? Yeah, instead of hotel. Oh, I thought you meant she'll instead say, of Nutella. Hotel. That doesn't make sense. Oh, she's silly. The 60-year-old star who has appeared in a string... Who is Imelda Staunton? She is... Is she in, um, is she in Acorn Antiques? Is she the no. posh one in Acorn Antiques? No, isn't she the one who was in that... Um... Staunton. Angela's Ashes. No. Yes. The one with um, Steve Coogan. Where she had an abortion. Is that Imelda Staunton? No, she was Judy in... Dench, wasn't it? Was it? Who's Judy Dench? No, I know her. She was married to uh, Michael, somebody who's passed away now. Yeah. They starred in a fine romance. Mm-hmm. Um, They've got a daughter called Finty. Finty, God. I know. The fun you could have with a girl called Finty. Wow. Um, so who is Imelda Staunton? I think she was the... No, I'm, that's Celia Imrie I'm yeah, thinking of. Yeah, no, I was as well. Imelda Staunton. I don't think she exists. Yes, she does. I think she was in. I think she's been in Harry Potter. Okay. I, th- I think she was. Um... Oh, I know who she is. She's got uh, 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 that. She's got like a very uh, like a face. film face. Film face. I know exactly who she is. I like her. Good. The sixty-year-old star, who has appeared in a string of hit plays and musicals, says she cannot understand why people are unable to engage in just one thing, and urge them to focus on what they're watching rather than eating constantly. Mm. And it seems she extends this rule even inside her own home, as she says the only thing she will eat in front of the television is ice cream, as that's not noisy. Oh gosh, now that's um, that seems a little extreme. Miss Staunton may well have a point. I think she does, as according to a YouGov poll conducted last year, we really do love snacking at the theatre or cinema. The study found that UK cinema goers spend an average £7.85 on snacks. Four, flipping it. So two popcorns, two bags of sweets, a coffee and a, two Capri Suns. It was 20 quid. Really? I don't let my quid. kids drink anymore because they're more up and down to what, the toilet never? all the way through. Not in the cinema, no. Really? Mm. 
Flipping. Have a wee beforehand and we can have a drink after. Flipping it. Yeah. That is tough. Because I bought them these like. Wow. They had these cups with the. It was Secret Life of Pets on. Yeah. And, you don't uh, even drink in the cinema. No. Because that is they honestly they are they they're like little wee bags straight yeah, away yeah. they want to go to the toilet they're up and down up and down up and down. Well, they take them to the toilet. But I do. But then it's everyone else's inconvenience, don't they? No, screw those guys. And they miss the film. No, they can go. They can have a wee beforehand, and I'll take them somewhere. I after. did miss the bit where the um, senator gets killed in Fearsome Creatures the other day. Spoiler alert! Sorry, guys. Because you went to the yeah, toilet. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, we'll, we'll carry this on, and we'll speak to Tom after this. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Evening, Tom. Hi, Ian. Hey, man, what you got for us? I'm calling about the popcorn. You mentioned the popcorn like five minutes ago. Yes. At the cinema, I'm absolutely, I just hate, I hate it. Oh. I've stopped going to the cinema for the last three or four years. It's the, it's the eating of the popcorn, it's the slurping of the, the big drinks, what? it's the crunching of the crisps. I, Pop, I absolutely pop, loathe it. I, popcorn, li- I like films, but Popcorn doesn't much. make any noise, though. It's, it's not the people, it's the, it's, the, it's the way they crunch it in their hands, they hold it there, and they're... I think it's more the crisps than the popcorn, but... The crisps, the crisps, I agree. And, and, and I, we have, I, I wouldn't let the boys have crisps in the cinema. The popcorn, soft drink... And um, a, a bag of chocolates each, like something like Revels or um, Minstrels or something. Chocolate is the issue. It's the slurping. Do yes. they, they have straws? It's the slurping. Oh, of... they don't. Oh, no, they're, they're drinking like a Capri Sun or one of those little um, okay, right. juice, it's, it's juice just shots. It's the straws of, of the giant ex- extra large coats that do it into me. I mean, the last time I saw at the cinema was Spotlight, obviously, at the start of the year, quite a moving film about quite a sensitive topic. And the amount of the crunching of the, of the crisps wow. and it just did my head in. It's, I just can't go to cinema anymore. I, I wait for it to come out on DVD or Netflix, well, but I, I just can't do it. I um, this story goes on to mention um, mobile phones in the theatre, and, oh, and don't, Ian, don't get me started. No, that's a no, no. And I, it, 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 so it mentions um, Kevin Spacey, and I saw Kevin Spacey. God, this was about ten years ago. He was in a play called The Iceman Cometh, which is three and a half hours long. It's, two, it's got yeah. two intervals, two intervals, too long. And he's doing this big dramatic scene, and someone's phone went off. And he just stopped and pointed at them and went, tell them we're busy. <laughs> um, which was, I thought was very cool. But are you, I always make sure, listen, when the adverts are on, eh, you can kind of check your phone then. Go when, for it. When the trailers it. come on, that, that's part of the movie, mm-hmm. that, that phone gets switched off. No, as soon as I found my, because I tend to have the, the ticket on my phone, you know, these yep. days, because I'm modern. Um, I'll buy the ticket and the ticket will be on the phone. So I show them the ticket. I use the phone a bit to see where my seat is because there's no yeah. charrette anymore. Yeah. Then it's off. Off. Uh, yeah, Absolutely. Definitely when the trailers. The adverts, maybe. But I'll, I'll, I'll generally switch it off during the adverts. But yes, you're, you're right. But um, you will see. I've told people off for using their phones um, before. I told you once. I, what, I can't remember what film we were seeing. And there was a guy with his two kids in front of me. And he was kind of texting all the way through, and I was just thinking, I, I don't want to say anything, because the boys get upset. <laughs> My boys get upset, Tom, if I confront yeah. someone. They make them very uncomfortable, right? Yeah. Um, and even yeah. though I do it politely, but... And also he had his kids with him, so I didn't want to humiliate him in front of his kids, right? But yeah. then, so he's texting, I thought, I'm the only one that seems to notice this. I can live with this. Um, but then, he made a phone call. Yeah. And he starts no. talking in it. I was thinking... Oh, and again, I was thinking, I don't want to say anything in front of his kids. I don't want to humiliate. 
But then he gave the phone to one of his kids <gasps> to talk to someone. No. And I just leant over and went, I'm really sorry, mate. Can you switch that off? And of course he You've switched off and he was fine. But yeah, make, making phone calls in the cinema, that's... That's a definite no-no. The thing for me is, they spent millions of pounds on these films, you know, they spent ages tweaking the sound and trying to make it, the, the visual effects as good as they can, and then you have someone, you know, on the on the phone or crunching the popcorn, well, it's ruining the entire experience. You're, you're spending £10 on a ticket these days. I was going to say that, it's, it's, an ex- it. it's an expensive couple of hours, and you deserve to be able to watch it without having my, someone else's habits. Have a bit of peace. Yeah. My sister, Tom, has diagnosed you with something, but I don't know what this word means. Right. She says, it sounds to me like Tom suffers from misophonia. Oh. I'm not sure what that is. No. Is that bad? Something to do with sound. I don't know if it's terminal. I mean, it could... I don't know. Okay. Joe, I'll get you, to the doctor you, tomorrow morning. Joe, if you could... She's tweeting me. It's the only way we communicate. Are there any you, other sounds that bother you, Tom? Um, not really. I mean, it's mainly the signal. I'm paying to be quiet. I'm paying to be quiet. Yeah. And it's one of those things that they just trigger me. They sort of... I'm just trying to be calm. I'm trying to enjoy the film. That just ruins it. Mm. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's it it sucks. It does suck. But I can't imagine eating stuff in the theatre. No. I mean, there's a brilliant there's a brilliant line here from uh, Michael Ball. Um, <clears throat> he, he talks about phones and stuff. He gets annoyed, and he says Michael Ball added, "It goes beyond technology. I was at the Palladium watching The Sound of Music, and as they started up the overture, this bloke across the aisle got out a packed lunch." <laughs> He literally, <laughs> he literally unwrapped his sandwiches, got out a flask of soup, what, and was chomping all the way through. It's so no, I'm not, I'm not having that in. I'm not having that. Is it that we've become <laughs> so used to um, enter- entertainment that's plugged into our ears, yes. or to watching stuff at home on demand and all that stuff that we forget that we're in a shared experience? I think this is it. You're, you're, you've got no regard for anyone else. It's the same at football, really. You have people crunching away, and you have people slurping. Oh. I mean, it's slightly different to the you know, theatre or the cinema, but it's, just, it's the same sort of thing. You're getting football, in the, in football the... is a bit more farmyard, though, isn't it? Oh, it is, yeah. But, you know, still ruining people's afternoons. Yeah. You're trying to enjoy your Here afternoon. Here we go, listen. Misophonia. Literally, the hatred of sound. It's, a it's dis- not... It's... A disorder in which negative emotions, thoughts, and physical reactions are triggered by specific sounds. Yeah. Only when I'm paying for an experience and it's being ruined by other people's sounds. I'm fine with sounds normally. If I'm on the tube, if I'm walking to work, uni, fine. It's, it's, I'm paying for the experience of going to the cinema or the theatre or the football, and it's being ruined. Oh, here we go. Reactions to the triggers, the sounds, can include aggression towards the origin of the sound leaving, or, this is me, remaining in its presence, but suffering. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I I, I don't confront it. I just sit there. I feel miserable. Mm. Tom, thank you for sharing that, mate. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. We've we've had some good callers tonight, haven't we? Yeah, some some new voices. Some new voices, some strong calls. That's got to be appreciated. Um, We've done that story. Okay, I think we've... um... Who is this... um... Someone very unpleasant is coming into my sphere. Oh. Is it me again? No. Milo Yiannopoulos. He's he's the fellow that got booted off of Twitter, isn't he? It's all starting to add up now. He got booted off of Twitter for being a Mm -hmm. bellend for a long, long time. Um, And it's it's seen as um, a, 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 a violation of his civil liberties and his rights yeah, of free speech and all of that. it's kind of um, less diluted Hopkins. Um, 
which I think, no, less diluted. Or... Yeah, so he's more concentrated. Right, on okay, okay. And he was on, and there was a little clip of him that went viral recently of, of um, the one of the female presenters on Channel 4 News basically tearing him apart because mm-hmm. he's, he's horrible. Um, a controversial Donald Trump... No, in fact, I'm not going to read this because some of you might not be aware of this gentleman and I don't want to introduce his, his brand of poison and toxicity That's what he's making and his homophobia and misogyny and um, um, very clever, very clever racism. Um, I don't want to um, introduce it into your, into your world, so we won't. We won't. Let's um, stay... Um, Stay, stay pure, guys. Stay pure, guys. Um, let's see, we've got a couple of other bits and pieces we can um, do here. Oh, what's this? What's this? Um, here we go. I like that. I like this guy's a player. His brush with the law. Driver seen cleaning his teeth. What? A motorist was spotted brushing his teeth while driving on the motorway. He was filmed on the M62 by Robert Tulip. Is he driving? Um, well, I'm just going to take a photo of what Ed has t- typed on my screen and I'm going to send it to my boss. Oh, I know exactly what he's typed then. Robert Tulip, who saw him doing 50 to 60 miles per hour and spitting into a mug. <laughs> he's done the full thing. He wasn't swallowing, he was spitting. Mm. Mr Tulip from Chesterfield was a passenger in another car. Okay. He says. Mm-hmm. He says driven by his wife and said he watched the man for about five minutes. He added, it's such a distraction. The video only shows a small part of what I saw. I was trying to prove what he was doing. I don't think he knew I was filming him. I wanted to shame him. I didn't do it for a laugh. Um, I did it because people like that should be accountable for their actions and realise they're putting the rest of us in danger. Well, yeah. Is it any difference from smoking a fag? Eating a sandwich? Yes, it's brushing your teeth and spitting into a mug. It's completely different. Although you can get done if you're if you're eating or drinking at the wheel. Right. Well, quite right. Well, although if you do it carefully, you should be all right. No, you can't. It's illegal. Yeah. It's illegal. But you can always tell when you're driving behind someone who's having a snout, can't you? Because they tend to go a little bit slower, and it's like they're having their their me time. At first, this guy's a complete bumlick though robert tulip i mean come on guys it was, at first my wife thought i was joking she thought i was having a laugh she didn't think anyone would do that at first i thought it was funny oh so you thought it was funny yeah. mr tulip wasn't it a bit distracting to your wife who was trying to drive what's better than a rose on a piano <laughs> <laughs> i have no idea tulips on an organ Yeah. It's good, that, isn't it? It's a joke. Don't get it. Um, Did you do a joke after berating Cadillac well, earlier for doing a joke? Uh, no. It's a true story. <laughs> it happened to me earlier. <laughs> At first I thought it was funny, but when he was continuing to do it, I thought, enough's enough. Got my phone out, put it on record, filmed him, uh, and then sent it um, all around the world. Yes, line one! Hello? You've got about 20 seconds. Have you got a fatty pubis? Thanks very much indeed. You didn't. Luckily, you didn't need the full 20 seconds. No idea what that was about. Do you but, say fatty or fetid? I don't know. 
I just, I, I just, I don't think we should encourage that kind of uh, kind of behaviour. Riddle of the flip flops. Remember, there's a picture last year of, it, of a dress, yeah. right? Is it, is it this or is it that? The dress is blue and black, right? Well, now they've got these flip-flops that are supposedly gold and white. They're not. They're blue and grey. Oh, I see them as... They're blue and grey. It depends on the picture. Right, well... Because the... when I first saw it, I thought they were gold and white. No, you didn't. I did. No, you didn't. It's stupid. It's stupid. It's, and they're just trying to cash in on the success of the, the dress thing. And, and Did that make money? It, what? Did that make money? Yeah, of course it did. So... Sold loads of dresses. I thought it was a horrible dress. Yeah. It was proper horrible. Yeah, yeah, but it sold loads of them because people wanted to be seen. Oh, look at my dress. Is it, is it this colour? Is it that colour? <laughs> magic dress. Is it my, my magic dress? Put it on your bum. I don't know about you, though. I want some flip-flops now. Yeah, I tell you what, I could murder a pair of flip-flops right now. Well, guys, um, there was another show down. I a little tally on my wall at home. It's another one down now. Not many more to go. Ta-ta. Talk Radio. Join the Talk Nation. Dial up and talk radio. We'll get you talking.